Hey, what's up, listener? This is episode 116 of the Chalk and Nerd Podcast. If you are a fan of the video game developer Bungie and their amazing titles like Halo and Destiny, you are in for a treat. Joining us on today's show is the game director on Destiny Rise of Iron, Chris Barrett. Chris is an old friend of the nerds, and you're going to get to meet him, hear a little bit about his journey from art school to Bungie, where he's living his dream of working in video games. He was also nice enough to answer a bunch of questions sent in by you, the listener, about Destiny. Thank you for your questions. Check out the show notes, jockanerd.com slash 116, for links to everything we talked about in this episode. Ready, player one? Let's grab some XP points and level up. Or something. Is that the lingo? I don't know. It's the Jockey Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Jockey Nerd! Hey, what's up, listener? Welcome to the Jockey Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. Uh, completing our geek trinity, rounding out the three-man booth, is everybody's favorite internet Puppet? Yes, he's a filthy American. You know him, Rug Boy. What's up? Good earth to your rugs. Good earth to you, Imran and Anthony. And what's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, great greeting. Live from your basement. I can smell you from here, rugs. Well done on the odor for tonight. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I douched. <laughs> great. You're really setting the mood because I'm really Let's excited. for shower. <laughs> I am excited. Is that what that means? I'm excited for the show. We have an awesome guest joining us today, listener, is an amazingly talented friend of mine, Christopher Barrett. Chris is the game director on Destiny Rise of Iron uh, that releases September 20th for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Before that, he was the art director for Destiny franchise as a whole. Chris has been working at Bungie for 16 years, and he's worked on amazing award-winning titles. In the Myth and Halo Geek Boner series, a little game called Halo. You ever heard of that, Anthony? Yeah, I think I've played it once or twice. <laughs> Chris, thanks Maybe. for being here. How's it going, dude? That's ah, good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> this and- is the show we were originally supposed to have before Rugboy tore his back out. Remember yes, that? before he has, he's popped some stitches, and yeah. uh, we, there was a whole incident. Rugs uh, had a prolapsed slack hole. That's what. That's, that's right. What he had a prolapsed slack hole. Uh, the felty community, older felties, get this. Like I, I don't think you were going to the hospital, Rugs. Uh, but look, how I know Chris, he joins the list of people I'm riding the coattails of. From uh, Pratt, we went to Pratt together, art school. Oh, is this the only school that exists in America, yes. according to this podcast? <laughs> it is shit. the very we best. Were, uh, across the hall, I think. Uh, we met on the first day. Absolutely. We were. He was one of the first day guys, like our buddy Jose and all the other people. And, and, your, uh, and your roommate Greg, I believe. Oh, geez. I hope Greg Tarnoff does not listen. Because, okay, look. I have and his to, girlfriend Magda. Oh, Magda and Greg. Listen, I'm just going to bash this guy for a second. Oh, wow. Wait, wasn't it? Didn't we? Greg Turnoff, I think, was his uh, uh, official name. Yes. yes. Listen, Unofficial name, maybe. Greg Tardoff. You never bash anybody. Uh, look, this was freshman year in high school. This guy, I was... High se- school? I mean, college. sorry, college. Okay. Look, I'm 17 and I'm in New York for the first time, like, on my own. And this is my roommate. He's from, like, the Midwest, yet he brings a snowboard to Brooklyn, New York, all right? Okay. There's a snowboard <laughs> and a, a skateboard, and I never saw him use either one, but... He was really into. He would walk. I would walk in. He's watching snowboarding videos, 
And he's talking snowboarding talk. I have no idea. And his parents invented Ready Set Spaghetti. Also, no shit. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That, yeah, he's rolling in dough. That was uh, it was an old board game where you like tie yarn to cranks and uh, yeah, I ready. That. Anyways, Greg Tarnoff, I didn't understand why he had a snowboard, but this is not the Greg Tarnoff show. <laughs> uh, this is a little bit of a different show than what we're used to. Yeah, get back on track, Imran. Yeah, sorry, you look, we don't want to hear about your goddamn personal life, Chris. This is what happens. Everything derails. So let's bring that's it all back. That is easier. <laughs> That's <laughs> that's much easier than what I'm about to put uh, Chris Barrett through. Look, here's the thing. Look, people are going to see the title of this episode, right? And I feel like we're going to get some new listeners, like gamers, right? Yeah, that, hardcore gamers. And so here's the thing they don't know is we're not really hardcore gamers. Uh, Chris is an old buddy of mine, so I want to apologize in advance because we may be asking some remedial questions, all right? Just back off. But this is for the people that aren't hardcore gamers like myself. Exactly. So that I can learn. And for you hardcore people, never worry. We sent it out uh, over the, the Twitter internet sphere, asked for questions, and we got a whole bunch of questions. Yeah. So thanks for sending them in. And we'll get to those questions to get to the hardcore stuff. For pe- but, Chris, for people like Anthony and some of our listeners, uh, why don't you tell us what is Destiny? <laughs> what is Des- uh, Destiny is a game uh, that uh, was released uh, 18, 18 months ago, I think now. It came out for uh, yeah, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, Xbox One, 360. And let's see, how do I summarize Destiny? Yeah, it is it, a... Yeah. I think we call it a shared world shooter. Um, so it kind of... Uh, it's an online game very co-op uh, cooperative so there's a lot of uh, social ast- aspects to it um, you're basically uh, a guardian in this future world where of of earth uh, where you have to um, you you become a guardian and get lots of superpowers and save try and save humanity and fight off aliens uh, you venture around the solar system get cool weapons new powers shoot yeah shoot aliens get cool pants and shirts and <laughs> hats uh you know various uh size and dimension uh from various origins uh with cool names um and then you do that with your buddies uh and uh yeah you uh it's uh, yeah I, I mean I, I play with my dad uh all the time That's he's awesome. still playing the game uh yeah it's it's been uh it's been it's been cool it's gotten a lot of uh um, a lot of a lot of people excited playing it and uh, we're continuing to uh make new expansions and you know like the new one coming up soon so i don't know if that was a good summary yeah. <laughs> yeah. anthony you get it yeah i got it it's like a first person shooter but you can play it online with your friends and uh you have your own character rather than say playing as a uh you know someone else you get to play as yourself and be a hero in this world and play with your friends uh, in, in this shared world I mean, I watched sort of unique to Destiny. I watched a lot of uh, gameplay. You watched in preparation. You made me watch a video I made Anthony two. watch, and it's first of all, Christopher. The game is fucking gorgeous. Oh my god! The I just I can't. My it's eye candy. The designs from the armor to the vehicles to the environments. Holy crap! It's great. But I think what made it unique to me, it's like a combination first person shooter, MMO, and you're like always online. And so you're playing the game, and then there's just, like, random people running around also while you're playing your mission. 
Yeah, I think that'd be a pretty, you know, simple way to sort of summarize it. It's like, yeah, playing a first-person shooter mixed with an MMO. So you have like this persistent online world, um, you know, a character that, uh, yeah, you run around in a, you know, one of the areas on, uh, you know, you're running around the moon and you're, you know, fighting some aliens and, you know, two to three other, uh, you know, people will uh, land in their ship and run by and start jumping in and shooting aliens with you. And then you'll wave to each other, do a funny dance and like collect, uh, you know, collect some, uh, you know, pants that fell out of the, uh, the, the alien and then go on your separate ways or you know you'll uh, join up and become friends with them and you know uh, join their clan and that kind of stuff so it's kind of a cool uh yeah that's definitely something unique about destiny yeah it's crazy rugs you played this game i don't know how i play it all the time i don't know how with his fucking hands his felt his felty hands i think he has special controllers i gave you a lot of heavy gaming with these hands (laughs) but uh i do get some time in i uh i'm uh level 320 okay is that good titan yeah Yep. I got Hard Light. I got Monte Carlo. <laughs> I got some good shit. I got a couple of good drops. Uh, yeah, I play all the time. But the thing is, I don't get to play the raids as much. See, the thing is, let me just say a couple things about Destiny so I can give Chris a break. But, um, <laughs> like, this game is such a great architecture. It's a great skeleton. Like, and uh, it's going to, when they start doing the next version and, and adding more stuff, like, every few months they add more stuff to it and the basic skeleton of this game lets you do so much and like so if you're a person like me that doesn't get to play a lot i'll run in and i'll do all the daily stuff they have like daily missions for you and you can log you you log in and they're like there's like missions for you to do and you get stuff from those missions sometimes sometimes you get coins or whatever but you you have stuff to do every day and wow. you can play however you want. If you want to a- play against other people, you can do that. If you want to play against the computer, you can do that. If you want to run missions, you can do that. It has so much stuff that you can do, and you can play it so many different ways. So this game is just revolutionary, in my opinion. And I think that um, a lot of the newer games are going to start copying this shit, unfortunately. But um, I think Bungie does it best. Uh, I don't think another shooter has come out uh, since... Halo as good, and then they they beat it with Destiny. So it's like they know how to do this stuff better than anybody else. Is Destiny part of the Halo universe? No, no. So it's its own thing. Okay. Yep. And it was was it not like the largest uh, video game launch in history for a new uh, franchise? Yeah, I think that's what the quote is. Yeah, <laughs> that's I would open like five hundred million dollars in a day. Uh, which is amazing. That's what it says in these articles. And I will post links to the other. You, you did your research. I, oh, dude, I did my research. Uh, it's, it, the, dude, one the, of us had to. It, it, yeah, one of us had to. <laughs> but like watching the customization of these things, every little thing, like you said, like they, there's dancing. There's dancing in this game. You could do like the moonwalk for no reason. Uh, you're just dancing. Uh, and it, it's so beautiful. What, what I always remember about Chris, this is the thing, is I kind of paid attention to Bungie like in the early 2000s, only because I was kind of into gaming then, but I had a Mac, right? And they were one of the few developers that were making video games on the Mac platform. There wasn't a lot aside from that and, like, The Sims. Uh, You know, you didn't really have a lot. So I'm like, oh, Bungie. Uh, And then I see Chris is working there, and I always remember Chris, from the day I met him, wanted to work on video games. Like, we just knew that about you. You you had the room with the video game console with a Neo Geo yeah. <laughs> did you ever see Chris's bitmaps that he did? No. He would do like pixel graphics. 
Oh, right. Like old school on, yeah. uh, on that, it, on that PC. That looked professional yeah. like 18 years old. He looked like he was already <laughs> designing games at that time. So he, he already knew what the fuck he wanted to do from the get go. Dude, yeah, dude. actually, uh, when I when I got to Bungie, I had never, I hadn't done 3D, I hadn't done any of that, I hadn't made like any, you know, game content. So I basically did, you know, 2D concepts from obviously from school, and I did, uh, um, yeah, a lot of pixel art and stuff like that. So wow, so that you, was kind of my in into into Bungie. You came in 2D. That's amazing, and that's what I wanted to ask you is. Look, we, you were an illustration major with us, right? We didn't have a video game uh, uh, thing at Pratt. I think they were, yeah, they were just starting, like, the computer graphics track and stuff at, at Pratt. Well, I mean, there was, yeah, you had to go there. Nobody had computers. You had to go to the lab. And I always felt like, I don't know if you agree with me, I felt like we went to college in a weird digital divide. Uh-huh. Because by the time we were done with school, they were still teaching us about cold calls Walking in a physical portfolio, printing out things, mailing it, and you know we get done with school. You get out of the real life. Everybody's hiring uh, web designers, and I'm like, uh, yeah, exactly. "Oh shit, what the fuck is this? This came out of nowhere. There was no and like the minute Which we is leave, exactly what I did with my illustration degree the second out of college. I was like, I'm gonna go do web design. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of people got caught in that whole thing, right? Yeah. But you still, you you were the video game guy. How did you? Uh, what? How did you use? You're this illustration 2D background uh, to get you to Bungie. Sure. Well, let's see. Um, well, so uh, just to go back a little bit, yeah. so I had always, you know, knew I wanted to do games, like you said, and I knew a lot about computers. Like that, you know, I fiddled with computers, had computers growing up, so I kind of knew that side of it. So the thing I didn't, you know, the thing I really wanted to advance was like knowing about art and like mm. um, you know, going into art. And so um, I knew that would be kind of my in into video games. Um, so that's why, for example, I went to Pratt. Like I just wanted to learn about drawing and, you know, you know, uh, fine art and like all like learn as much as I could about aesthetics and yep. um, color theory and all that stuff. So actually looking back, that was probably the best thing that I could have done as opposed to going straight into like trying to model 3D stuff, and, right. you know, right, right away. Um, I think, you know, those courses like that now are now really good for that. They kind of give you a whole breadth of, of stuff. But um, that's a solid foundation. Like every artist needs that you go start from there. Yep. And then you know how to break the rules. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think actually illustration and commu- communication design specifically, I guess, was like, I guess that's what our degree was, right? Communication yeah, design. Yeah, commu- whatever, so, yeah communication. Uh, and Ron doesn't remember. Yeah. I just, I would say illustration because like what the fuck but, is communications design? Really? Yeah, but I mean, in some ways that was good because it was like learning how to like solve problems, right? Like yeah. solve visual problems, solve like, you know, whether it's, you know, communicating, uh, you know, what a book cover needed to be or a specific, you know, product yeah, or an, illustri- like, an illustration is all about communication. And so that was perfect for, you know getting into getting into games and all the the wacky problems you have to solve trying to you know build stuff like that i always loved your art style too it was uh playful and dark and like grotesquely beautiful rugs you remember chris's illustrations absolutely how would you describe them they were kind of like elongated they're and, weird. Uh, yeah. 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 And, and stuff. I mean, he, he had some stuff that he posted recently. I think you had dug up some old stuff and and I remember looking at that stuff and I'm going, "Hey, I remember that." Yeah. Like, and I actually have yeah. some sketches of yours in my sketchbooks. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some weird ones in there. But mm. um yeah, like uh he was he always had like a Frazetta. Yeah. Frazetta like, meets like, like Dave like McKeon meets like Tim Burton. Who are some of your influences? We're putting uh, artists in your mouth now. Chris, who are some of your actual? Excuse me. In, uh, put those artists in your mouth. Uh, 
who are oh, some boy. of your who are some of your influences while you're at Pratt developing, you know, your your uh, illustration style? Oh boy, I don't know. I mean, obviously, some of those references you mentioned, like you know, I was always into Kent Williams, oh, yeah. his name, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Dave McKeon, obviously, Dave McKeon. and you know, all that stuff. I think was awesome. Anything that kind of pushed the you know, the, the, the weirder, more, you know, experimental stuff. I always, you know, liked a lot in, uh, in graphic novels and, and stuff. Um, I think I was very much uh, introduced, uh, in illustration class to like, uh, Egon Shealy or Chalet, yes, or however you pronounce yes. that guy's name. Yep. But I mean, I, that totally influenced like, you know, my, my style going forward once, uh, uh, Pasolacqua, uh, David Pasolacqua. David Pasolacqua. Yeah. We had, and then I had Salvatore, a uh, little Italian guy, Montano, I think his name was. The wow. man knew every the name of every muscle in the body. Uh, uh, it was unbelievable. Like he could have been a doctor. <laughs> that comes in handy when yeah. you're drawing figures for yep. sure. Yep, yeah, but Egon Schiele's kind of contour uh, drawings, and they're also kind of like grotesquely very real, and you know. Wow. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, definitely, um, you know, just looking at all that, all that stuff. I mean, just being introduced to even, I mean, I didn't know I was a kid from Vermont, you know, I didn't have any understanding of fine arts or anything. So just getting inundated with all that stuff was, was great. Like, uh, learning about, I mean, half the, half the shit I learned from comics and stuff was from you guys who were like huge comic nerds. Um, right on. Yeah. No kidding. Imran and nerd back then. Look, he has, he he was the video game nerd. We were the comic book nerds. And now you also contributed to like the one edition of the Pratt Institute comic book, Static Fish. I believe you did that awesome logo of that badass, (laughs) the badass actual Static Fish that we used. Oh yeah. Yeah. I still have copies of that laying around. uh, Super insider. I completely botched the, the, uh, that thing and it came out with a black and white cover instead of color. Anyways, look, so you get out of Pratt with this solid 2D illustration style. Uh, what happens next? What's your, what's your path? So yeah, I'm doing web design. Uh, so I'm doing that and sort of learning graphic design and whatnot, which was, which was cool. But, um, I think, let's see, I started, uh, I had a Mac too, cause everybody had a Mac. Like, you know, if you were doing graphic design or art in yep. school, um, you know, that was the computer to get. So, you know, picked up Photoshop and started learning that stuff. Um, but let's see, I, a game came out, like I was just playing, you know, whatever I was had AOL, I think at the time it was online, uh, and was, uh, to put, put some age to me and I was had heard about this game called Myth, uh, not to be mistaken with Myst, yes. but it's a game called Myth, M-Y-T-H. Uh, it, it's that, not uh, Myst where you just walk around and look at shit and nothing really right. happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, and not so, that one. Uh, yeah. And you probably are familiar, Marathon was a game on the Mac, right, which is like a shooter that was oh, yeah. uh, popular that uh, Bungie worked on. But anyway, they were coming out with this new game and I saw videos of it and it was basically this fantasy game with, it's kind of like a, a RTS, uh, kind of like Warcraft or whatever, but it was like, anyway, I saw the videos for this game and I thought it was amazing, so I was following it. And I started playing this game, online game, and I was, like, obsessive with it. Like, I would just play all night, like, all the time. Um, And so I started uh, looking into how to um, modify it. And so I started making, uh, you know, hacking into it and, like, doing using, like, hexadecimal editors to, like, uh, backwards hack their... Reverse and yeah, you know, their their maps and stuff, and doing all this research online about how people were like you know looking into how to modify the the game. Modding is that so modding? Started, yeah, exactly okay. modding. So, but this was like before there were any there weren't any tools to do it. Early so you had modding to, like, go into the code and basically change numbers and like hack stuff and um, 
started they started making tools and stuff so that like the fan community started releasing tools so anyway i started making uh mods for this game myth um and then uh that was sort of how i got introduced to bungie and started playing the games all the time and whatnot and so i formed a uh, a map making group called badlands okay. uh, which was like when we released a bunch of like multiplayer uh maps and, and mods for for this game myth and then that kind of led to uh um you know being introduced to some of the people who worked at, at Bungie. Um, and then I, let's see, what's the whole story. I, I ended up applying for a web design job. So that was actually getting to going into web design, got me, got my foot in the door at Bungie. Uh, at Bungie. And so I flew out there, I got a, you know, cause they saw I did maps and they saw some of my graphic design work and I applied for a, web design position at Bungie and I flew out there and, um, you know, it didn't, didn't work out. I didn't get the, you know, I didn't, uh, uh end up taking that job, but, uh, that kind of got my foot in the door. Um, and then, uh, yeah, sort of the rest is I, you know, got that connection and ended up, you know, staying in communication with them and then ended up getting a, a job offer from them to pick up and fly out to Chicago. That, wow. Oh, that's awesome. That's right. Wait. So at the time, where were they located? They were in Chicago. They were in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, and I, yeah. I was in. I was still in Brooklyn, and so um, yeah, they were in Chicago. I forget the name of the street. It's been a while, but uh, and so I think that's the because I remember he was here and we hung out. You were here for like a summer. Yeah, it was like maybe ten months or so. You hung out with I was living. Lame. That's the, like the last time I actually talked to Chris. I think this is uh, again. Oh wow! What another good, example of me being a <laughs> shitty friend. Oh shit! Is uh, that was the last time, and that was like early, yeah, early two thousands. Bungie's been around for twenty five years now. That's pretty crazy. You only yeah, talk to him when he uh, becomes successful, huh? Dude, <laughs> he, Chris, we were talking before. Chris reminded me that when uh, the last time I saw him, I was working at the balloon store. You yeah, were? That, that's my memory of Ron. Is I was like, "What are you up to?" He's like, "I'm working at a balloon store." Oh, I was like, oh that illustration degree is really what? Yeah, it's what, wait, wait, wait. what were you doing at a balloon store? Were you literally blowing he like putting helium into balloons? Yeah, it was. What a, the fuck it, were you doing? It was a balloon delivery and decorating service. We yeah. did. Uh, uh, let me tell you, I can make an amazing centerpiece or balloon arch for your wedding and or bar mitzvah. Hire me out, people. I still have the skills. Were you making like dog like? No, no, no! It wasn't like, like fucking balloon animals. No, it's no. like you send balloons to somebody's. Uh, it's somebody's You're birthday. I'm happy that I was reminded of this. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> let I me tell. We hadn't forgotten. Okay. About it now. <laughs> oh my god, it's fresh in my memory. Two quick observations: <laughs> delivering balloons to people's birthdays for birthdays. <laughs> First of all, it's the only delivery job where no one is ever mad to see you. You're even, never late. But even you, though? Look, your face? Oh, absolutely. Really? Me, okay. even more. I didn't have to wear a costume. But since you don't know it's coming, everyone's like, hey, uh, oh, my God. The other thing is, if you need to get into like any <laughs> secure building past security, just Carry fucking walk in with a bag of balloons. You have no idea the amount of like high-rise buildings that just let me in. I would get to the door, and the lady's like... What the fuck? How'd you get up here? I'm like, nobody even called me. And I was like, balloons. Got balloons. <laughs> nice. Tips for life from the Jock and Air I've podcast. learned something new about you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so then, yeah, you were in Chicago. And then very quickly, uh, what happened? You moved out uh, west. Yeah, right. So we uh, ended up uh, joining Microsoft uh, uh, when we were working on uh, Halo. So before Halo had come out. Uh, we had been working on, we had a like build, but we had a prototype of it and whatnot. And we had announced it, I think, uh, at East on, I don't know, it was like Macworld or something, I think was the, the big unveiling of it. And, uh, 
if if my memory serves me right, like somebody's going to fact check this and go like you know call it out on Twitter. But I believe <laughs> it was uh, yeah, Jason Jones got up on stage at MacWorld like following Steve Jobs and basically announced the. Uh, um, Halo or whatever was coming out. So that was the kind of premiere of it. Um, and then shortly after that, uh, Microsoft uh, ended up uh, um, contacting us or whatever. Wow. And, uh, nice. Uh, it was Halo to Microsoft. Boom. Uh, we're at the compound. Right on. So that was uh, right before the launch of uh, Xbox, uh, the original Xbox. So um, Halo ended up being a launch title for Xbox. And so we, uh, you know, worked, uh, worked on that. We got, they moved us out to, yeah, to Redmond, Washington. Yes, and, that's it. Uh, yep. And so we were uh, busy working on that. Um, and then, yeah, that came out and the rest is kind of, the rest of Halo's kind of history from there. But I tell you what, Halo is a game I have actually played. Anthony, you played the Halo? I've played Halo a few times, more than a few times. I am, awful at halo i mean it's uh but, but it's, my friends in college would play we would set up like we would have multiple tvs and get multiple controllers and play halo mm-hmm. all play night mm-hmm. bet have drinking games on halo dude it was the game that just lot. made like shooting stabbing and throwing grenades like just I, second nature oh yeah i gotta tell chris something all right Rugs, do okay. it okay <laughs> do you remember scott weinstein he's now a producer for saturday night live i uh, do remember him. Yeah, he's been okay. on the show um when he got married okay he wanted to have a bachelor party, but he didn't want strippers. And what he wanted to do is he wanted to play uh, Halo, <laughs> like a uh, four-player against four of players. Course. <laughs> of course he did. So they rented out like a hotel room that had two plasma screens, and we all brought our consoles so we could get this going. That was his, that was his bachelor party. Boom, dream. What? Boom. Wow. Just, just that. Why couldn't you That's also awesome. have strippers? That's my question. Yeah, you, you could do both. Mix I think it was actually better than strippers. <laughs> well, because, I mean, you can have strippers and you can have cocaine. Yes. So it's not like they're mutually exclusive. You know, you can do both at the same time. I suppose time. not. It's a lot cheaper without the strippers, though, I guess. Well, if you eliminate the cocaine and add Halo, <laughs> I think it's still cheaper. I'll make it rain yeah, on the Halo. More fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what did you? What were you worked on all the Halo games, Chris? Yeah, uh, I, I didn't do. Um, I, I had started actually working on Destiny when uh, Halo Reach was uh, being worked on, so I didn't work on that, but. Um, all the ones before that. So yeah, I worked on, uh, Halo one. Um, I did a lot of multiplayer, like, I'm sorry. Uh, I did, uh, environment art. So like I worked on some of the uh, campaign missions and stuff. So world art basically, and then kind of, you know, graduated, you know, each, each release, um, did a little bit different stuff for uh, whatnot, but this is probably one of the only questions I'll have because I don't know much of what we're talking about, but Mm -hmm. I know that Halo blows up. So how does it feel when Halo blows up and you've had a, a big part in, in working on a game that, everyone's fucking playing i mean it was incredible i mean it's so cool to like and was that anticipated (laughs) um you know what i think i think even from the first day like when i played the first build of it like before um before it had come out before there was a big thing like i i basically was shown a demo Mm -hmm. where um you can run around in third person it was third person at the time um and you could uh basically you run around this landscape this alien landscape with a gun and you were able to jump in the warthog and they had the whole warthog working and the physics and everything and you could just jump in and tool around this island yeah 
and like the attention to detail of the physics and the the sky and the world and they had uh, like there was rubble just kicking out from under the warthog and it just felt so good to drive it yeah. i knew i knew i mean that was what basically convinced me to go you know go um you know take the leap and you know move cross country and go join bungie it was such an incredible like i knew that something special um you know was there uh, so i mean but as far as how how well the world would receive it whether we'd actually finish it you know whether we'd be able to you know make a complete game out of it and how the world would receive it we had no idea if the xbox was going to do really well or not right. at that time it's a new so, gaming system yeah so it just so happened that you know being on that new platform the new gaming system it all kind of was like this perfect storm um and yeah i mean it was, it was incredible like i mean i don't think i ever you know it, at the time had no idea, you know, just didn't process it. What was really happening, right. you know, it was like millions of people playing this thing you worked on. But I mean, yeah, it was incredible to have, I mean, to go from, you know, just, you know, sweating away in this game with like a bunch of, you know, game developers, knowing idea, no idea if it's going to, you know, turn out or not. And then have like, you know, a year later, Justin Timberlake's walking through the hallway, wanting oh, to know shit. what you're working on or whatever. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, hey, X- weird, weird celebrities show up. Yeah. Too. Xbox games became like like if you had an Xbox you had Halo like that it was synonymous with each they were like the same you, you had to have Halo Dude, Bungie, Bungie was like rock stars for uh, yeah. a good bit there I mean you guys still are but like that was it was just uh, such a, a it was new almost thing. like Nintendo and like you had to have a Mario game like yeah. Xbox you had to have a Halo oh yeah I think that's why I bought the Xbox was yeah. specifically to play uh, yeah, that's, Halo that's too what I did. yeah so like I started buying all the Microsoft consoles. And then I asked Chris, I'm like, hey, uh, what's the deal with, uh, with Destiny? He's like, get a PS4. And I'm like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that game, yeah, but that game sold a lot of Xboxes. And for, I mean, it's a big risk, Microsoft, to c- take a chance on you guys and this new system. Uh, and uh, they just blew it out of the water, man. Uh, let's, let's just get to Destiny, man. Everyone's listening to yeah, the show. Yeah, everyone's into Destiny. And here's right? the thing. We, like I said, we got a lot of questions. I will get to the questions. But this is my question. Oh, right away, like your titles for Destiny were you have art director, but then on this expansion, Destiny Rise of Iron, you are game director. Mm-hmm. What is the difference there? Good question. Uh, so, yeah, with Destiny, it was all about all of, uh, the original release was all about the art. So like working with the concept artists, working with the, the modelers and the, um, you know, 3D and the world artists and stuff like that. It was all about look the, what the game looked like. Um, so. Yeah, that was just, you know, purely the art side of it. And so starting with um, House of Wolves, which was one of the expansions that came out last year, um, I got the opportunity to, you know, help help work on some of, you know, the design, the creative direction and stuff like that. So that involved more planning and, you know, working on, you know, some of the working with all the different teams. So not just the art team, but the the story team and the design team. And, you know, you know, I have to, you know, talk a lot more to the producers and worry about whether we're going to, you know, get it done on time and stuff like that. So, um, wow. That's, I mean, more responsibility. Yeah. It's another like level up of the umbrella from art director. Yeah, it's great. I mean, just being able to sort of, you know, dip my hands in it, you know, work with these different disciplines like the story and, and, you know, with design and help all of that come together to form sort of a coherent theme. I think, you know, it it was, you know, a great, great opportunity. And so. So is Rise of Iron like really your baby uh, even more than like the whole destiny overall? Uh, you know, they're all, they all, uh, you know, I care about all of them. He in, loves in, all in his children equally. Way. Yeah. I love, <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, I worked on destiny for, oh, 
oh God, I don't even know, six, seven years or something before Holy it even came shit. out. Wow, yeah. Um, Damn. So I think... Is that I typical think, to work on a game for that long before it comes out? I don't think... No. 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 <laughs> I mean, it, it depends. All games are different. Like, there are some game companies who, yeah, have worked on uh, games that long for sure. Um, but there are some, you know, that are, you know, really depends. Some are, you know, some games come out in two months. Some games, you know, typical. typically games are... I think usually two-ish years or so, but it really depends on the studio and um, and whatnot. But I mean, Destiny was something brand new. It was a brand new engine. It was a brand new world. It was you know, it was from scratch. Jesus, you know? built from scratch. The thing, it's fucking gorgeous and it's amazing. This world. Uh, did before we get to, I'm going to start. I'm going to kind of have the the questions guide us through this conversation. But okay. did you do any 2D art uh, for either in either of these roles? I I did a lot of. Um, concept art like so in the yeah. in the get-go in the original it was just a couple of us in a room it was me and the um game director at the time you know jason jones who's the founder yeah. um one of the um art directors at bungie who he worked on halo as well his name's shakai wang and he was um he's one guy who designed the original covenant for halo oh, wow. uh, the alien race and so uh, it was just a couple of us in a room and we were basically just doing a lot of drawing a lot of talking a lot of you know iterations so yeah i did a lot i mean i you know, I ended up, uh, you know, letting uh, some of the more talented artists uh, do, um, you know, a lot of the concept work you see in like the art of destiny and whatnot. Like those guys are great painters, yeah. and, um, great illustrators. I ended up I mostly did a lot of the like, you know, sketches of stuff like ideas and some of the early ideas of some of the, you know, enemy races and um, and stuff like that. So there's some I mean, if you there's some of my you know pieces are in the in the book and whatnot. That's awesome. Uh, that, I mean, I think that's like the more fun stuff because you're just like anything goes, you, you know, you're you let your imagination go wild. Yeah. Now, has your uh, style changed at all? Because like you were doing this kind of like elongated, like exaggerated stuff. And now you have to kind of reel it in for the game. Did your style change or were you just more? I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen some of this stuff. So I think, yeah, I think um, I think getting uh uh, I can see, I can see you guys laughing at Rug Boy. I don't no, know. No. I'm, laughing at, I'm laughing at Imran because he just started choking on his fucking vape. I have a tend to choke my own self out because I'm a fucking asshole. Sometimes if he doesn't talk, he chokes. That's why, like, I've been trying to break into this thing like 50 times, but he just never breathed. <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's see. So, um, uh, oh, my style has my style changed, right? So. Let's see. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, even the process of learning, like, to do 3D modeling. So, I actually did a lot of 3D modeling working on the Halo franchise. Like, so I worked on, like, having to build, you know, buildings and canyons and oh, terrain in, and in, stuff uh, like that. And, what program? What were you using back then? Uh, 3D Studio Max. Okay. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was the, uh, I guess it got bought by, you know, somebody else at this point. But, I, you know, I don't, I don't dip into the 3D too much anymore. But, like, having to learn how to model stuff in 3D, I, you get a better sense of, like, how to build realistic proportioned things and you kind of get a sense of volume and space so that was actually a really good process for me learning uh you know kind of advance my my style and so yeah i think you know i still bring in a lot of that sort of 2d graphic elements when i'm you know drawing a a figure or a character or an illustration but i kind of had to understand how to turn something you have to draw something that can actually be turned into a game object or a game model or a character. So I had to worry more about real proportion, like what are the proportions I really want to show off, for example, when a, when it has to get translated into a real character in the game. So I think there's still some exaggeration in my drawings, but but um, probably less so now to make it work. Yeah, as yeah, a exactly. Thing. Huh. Um, 
Right on. Yeah, the 3D modeling is crazy, man. I've seen people working like ZBrush and uh, Cinema 4D, and it's just there's too many buttons and palettes and fucking views. <laughs> I, yeah, I think uh, if you just open up like uh, any 3D modeling program, it's pretty intimidating. Like it's just a million buttons. Yeah, uh, lots of polygons. So uh, let's get to some questions. I was on a uh, a video game podcast last week, last minute fell in, called The Weekly Jump. And uh, I pimped the show there, and we got some questions from their hosts. Who actually play a lot of video games. Who they, uh, they know this game. So we will get, we'll start with the, with the kind of general questions, and then we have a really geeky uh, email from someone. But here's the first question from Matt Delhauer. I know you were asking us to give you questions, so I decided the one that I'm going to give you okay. right here, right now, top of my head, uh, and the, the listeners get to hope that you ask it, is how much were they aiming to try and not be as much like Halo ah, that's a good one. when they made Destiny? Wow. Okay, that's a good um, question because they- I, I think it was yeah, it was always on, it was on our mind, of course, right? I mean, like we wanted to make something new and different, so it was something we always talked about, like how you know. But we also didn't want to lose what we did really well, right? Which was make you know a great you know great shooter, yeah, and uh, with you know immersive you know you know gameplay and like the gunplay felt really good. All that. so we wanted to make sure to keep that. I think also just the fact that. The same people who made Halo made Destiny. Like a lot of those influences are still going to be there, right? The stuff we liked then is, you know, most more or less the stuff we liked when we made Destiny. But I like that. It's like uh, it's like bands. It's like musicians. Like their stuff sounds similar because that's what they like. That's their style. Uh, you know, and with Destiny, you still have the awesome running and gunning and the stabbing and the throwing, but then you add all these other uh, crazy elements to just enrich it and make it better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, Jason uh, was the, you know, he was the, you know, the founder of the company. He worked on basically, you know, all the games. He's the one who, you know, worked on, you know, Marathon and Myth and Halo and stuff. And he was, you know, from the get go working on Destiny. So that core, you know, the core Bungie game, the stuff that, you know, people know and love from Bungie games was, yeah. was there uh, because he worked on it. And then uh, as far as the creating a new world and new characters and a new style and stuff like that, I think that was just you know, that fresh start, like, okay, let's like get a bunch of influences. And so we were pulling out, you know, very, you know, very different references, more, you know, purposely trying to bring in more uh, Eastern uh, influence and like anime references and more surrealistic art artists and stuff like that, that because we wanted to build this more, you know, wondrous world that was kind of a mixture of fantasy and sci-fi even more so than Halo ever was. Halo was very sort of high, hard sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and we knew we wanted to kind of mix those genres up a little more. So we definitely had more more fantasy uh, elements and stuff when we were doing reference gathering and whatnot. I mean, it's like you see influences of Star Wars and Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Dune. It's like everything mashed together in a really awesome, uh, fun new way. I have a follow-up to that. Yes. Yes. Go All ahead. Right. Um, is there anything that like got you know cut out or – you know, left to the side that was crazy that you guys are bringing back or because I know in the development process, you have all these things and you're throwing all these things at the wall to see if they stick or saying, OK, this probably not right now, but maybe later. So is there anything from those design stages that you're bringing back or uh, you're going to kind of that you always want to do, but it, it never got a chance to do. But now you get the chance to do it. Good question. 
Sure. I mean, during the initial concept period when we were just brainstorming, coming up with ideas, you know, anything we could, anything we dream of, like, yeah, it's, it's easy then because it's all on paper, you know, it's what, you know, drawings and ideas. And so we, we came up with way more than we could possibly, you know, put into, you know, a, a, the game. So there is this wellspring of ideas still, you know, I have a notebook filled with hundreds and hundreds of pages of just cool, you know, ideas and stuff that I, you know, I, I look at those all the time. Like when I'm trying to think up a, you know, new character or kind of think of a new place to go in the game. Yeah. There's, there's tons of stuff from, uh, you know, all along the way that we've dreamed up or want to do. So, um, now, do you think you're going to get to touch on any of that stuff or is that all just going to kind of be in the back burner? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, even the releases we've done since then, for example, house of wolves, which is a, uh, you know, the, one of the expansions that came out, like just the whole idea of the, the reef and like, you know, the backstory of the fallen and like a lot of that stuff are, you know, a lot of that stuff comes from ideas that we had on the table, um, you know, back in the day. And so we kind of go to the, or go to those inspirations all the time when we're thinking of a new release and, you know, rise, rise of iron, for example, is, you know, not to get too into details, but it tells the story of this thing called, uh, you know, the Iron Banner tournament is something that's been in the game for, you know, since launch. Um, and there are all these characters that we came up with, you know, in words and um, names of the weapons and uh, this lore that we kind of only hinted at. And so this that's an example where we're going back to one of those original ideas and sort of fleshing it out further and sort of telling the whole backstory of, of the Iron Lords and, and whatnot. So, yeah, all the time. The answer, I mean, without being too specific, all the time. Like, there's a there's a ton of ideas and concept art even that, you know, we're excited to use in future releases for sure. When you play the game, you actually feel like there's so much more there that's just waiting to be uncovered. So mm-hmm. it's it's great to know that, that that stuff is actually there. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere in the development of the process, it's it's there. It's just waiting to come out. We're all gonna see Lord Saladin and what's going on with him, and and find out like some of the the, the lore behind these weapons. I just just you saying that is so it's so great. Cool. Yeah, one of the things that uh, we've started to do at uh, Bungie, we have our own like Twitch studio now. Oh, nice. And uh, one of the things that we've been doing is we do these developer uh, ride-alongs. We call them, and so. For example, we take, uh, you know, there's an area of the game called the Cosmodrome, for example, and uh, um, there's a bunch of artists and designers and stuff who worked on that uh, that destination. And so what we do is we have them, uh, we, you know, we have someone join them and like one of the fans and uh, we walk through the destination and like just walk around and explore it. And, the develop, you know, the artists who built it talk about the whole history of it in a way that like, you know, we, you don't see necessarily in the game, but um, you get sort of an inside glance as to why the, why those elements exist in the game and all the silent storytelling we're doing and what the artists were thinking about and what the concepts were trying to convey. Um, yeah. So, I mean, those are, if you, you know, people, people listening, if they're ever interested in that, there's some, you know, then go on the Bungie uh, Twitch streams and check that out. It's pretty cool to kind of hear the backstory of what all those places are. I actually, I found one of those when I was like doing research and I watched one and it was, it was really awesome to see the insight from the developer. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes for the listener, one question I had is like, the, this is the, the model of the game is you put the game out, but now it's a living world. You'll be putting out expansion packs, you know, growing it. I like how you're kind of doing like a year one, year two type of thing. Mm-hmm. How frustrating must it be to like put out the first part of the game knowing that there's so much more coming, but fans are like, we need more. There's not enough. And, and you're like, oh, we have no idea what we have in, in store. 
So just the like the idea of uh, so what was uh, the question, Imran? Like basically, yeah. I, I, <laughs> like because I, I from what, what I read, fuck were you just here's asking? the thing. I was trying to ask in a nice way. What I read was when this game came out, people loved it, but then they soon quickly kind of uh, fell out of love with it because they felt there should be more, and then they come out with the Taken King expansion, and now everyone's back on. They're like, oh my god, this is the best game ever. Like you got to. Well, I think people's expectations were too crazy. That's ah. the thing. I think that when I played the game, I was just like, you can do this, and you can do this, and you can do that. And yeah. I was just like, holy crap, like, it never ends, like, how much stuff you can do. But, you know, I'm not, like, a super nerd gamer. I just, like, I play Halo. I play, you know, some some RPG games. I, I play some, you know, some Bioshock and this and that, and Mass Effect, and these type of games. So this is all in my wheelhouse. This is all shit that I like. And I didn't have a big criticism of it. I was just like, okay, like this is cool. I, I'm I'm down with this game. But um, when I saw that there was that reaction, I wasn't on board with that. I I was just like, this is fanboy shit. And to be to be fair, as negative as some of the fan stuff is, there's so much positivity with the fan stuff. I mean, I just saw like a couple of days ago that someone in Minecraft recreated the entire fucking. Destiny World. Whoa! I mean, there's <laughs> fucking crazy that. ass fans. That's doing a lot. I mean, you don't do that unless you love the game. Yeah. I mean, there's countless videos on YouTube on everything about Destiny. I, there's the fandoms out there, right. and there's people using the game. So, I think that when we talk about stuff, react. When we react to shit. We overreact a lot of the time. So. Mm-hmm. I also know that, that Bungie is known for listening to their fans, and you guys, that's very important to you guys. Yeah, I mean, I see it in a couple of different ways. One is absolutely. I mean, it was you know, it was uh, it had a lot of anticipation. People were very excited for the game. Like there were a lot of trailers. There was a lot of marketing. Like there was a lot of hype around the game. And so, you know, I don't think you know could have ever lived up to the ex, you know all the, all the yeah, fans' right. expectations. So, but on top of that, I think that that people wanted more content is you know, and that the you know they wanted to continue playing more than you know is is sort of a that's a good sign. Well. So yeah. it's yeah, that people are hungry for more content, and so um, that that's great to, to have. But like you said, yeah, we're always listening to you know players' feedback, and we're very active in the community trying to um, you know uh, adjust the game as it goes. And with each release, we're sort of slowly adding more. And um, you know, one of the big criticisms of the game, you know, originally was the, the story, for example. And you know, we ne- we know that as well. Like you know, we wanted to try. And, uh, you know, as we did with Taking King, try and, you know, build a better story, do be- you know, better cinematics, make something that feels better. And we're continuing to, you know, it's an ongoing process with each release. We're trying to make it, you know, a little bit uh, better, add the things that the fans like. And Right on. You hear that, gamers? World, yeah. I, li- I like that, that Chris Baird answered that question well because you are like what Larry King now. And you're like asking it. the hard hitting <laughs> questions like right <laughs> off the bat. Like, oh, what do you think about I this know. criticism? Look, I, I, uh, it just, it was out there. Look, <laughs> I'm going to segue I, back. I've heard, all, I've heard yeah. a lot of them. Chris knows. So a, Chris, he's not a, he's not a fucking newbie. <laughs> no, I know. Dude, I'm just surprised you're, you're, you've become the hard hitting question guy now. This, this is like the McLaughlin group. It's <laughs> your I'm a guy or something. Okay, look, speaking of listening to, to fan questions, listen to fans. Very passionate. We have very passionate fans. Oh, I found that out. Here's <laughs> another listener question from another guy from the Weekly Dump, Christopher Naji. Uh, here's this question. Chris, you got a question about Destiny you would want to ask the game director? And you can't put nearly as much salt on it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was going to control myself, but now that you've tempted me with that. Um, <laughs> no, actually, my question I would ask him is, uh, where the hell is, is the Cabal expansion? Okay. Where? <laughs> like, the Cabal is a really cool race, and it's just like, I need some more stuff on him. 
But, you know, other than that, I could probably get into some other way more questions of just how, like, many nights were you just sleeping during development and you woke up like, I need to make this now. (laughs) Like, just how, how many nights has he gone through that? The Kabbalah question came up a couple of times, actually. Okay. Yeah, so there was a second part of that question. How many nights I slept? Yes, I yes. About, How, yeah. yes I'm not, you'll have to re, uh, interpret that one for me. But um, <laughs> the, the first part, the Cabal, uh, Cabal are awesome. I mean, I love the Cabal. Cabal so who are, are the, cool. there's a bunch of races in this game. And it's like what I noticed is while you're playing, there's like alien wars going on between other races. Sometimes you let them <laughs> yeah. kill each other. Sometimes uh-huh. you kill everybody and jump in. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes you just walk around it and be like, oh, I don't know what's going on over there. So, but who are all the races? So you've got the fallen, who are uh, basically spider pirates. They're they sort of uh, they have different. They're like roving space pirates, I guess. They're kind of uh, um, how do you describe? Yeah. So there's this space pirate, spider pirates. Space pirates. There's the Vex, who are um, time traveling robots. Um, cool. There are the Cabal, which are big hulking kind of. Uh, um, empire uh, crushing uh, or solar system crushing uh, military group with big spaceships and big guns. They sound awesome. They kind of look like uh, evil rhinoceros guys underneath their masks. They got a lot of fans. Let me tell you, people love the Cabal. Right? <laughs> Obviously, they're looking for the Cabal expansion. Yeah. Pack. Right. And then uh, what am I missing? The um, the Hive, which are the uh, sort of uh, undead. Uh, they travel in giant tomb ships from beyond and uh, live forever. Um, so there's sort of our undead zombie kind of race. So cool. there's kind of a um, – and then there's the Taken, which we introduced in uh, the Taken King, which are sort of these strange dimensional beings that are being controlled by darkness. And so, yeah, there's a, a bunch of different races. Cabal is one of them. Um, you know, we've got a lot of uh, future destiny coming up, and uh, I think – you know, I would love to see uh, uh, an expansion or at least, you know, focus on the Cabal. I think they have a great backstory and I love, you know, I love the, um, you know, I love the look of them. So I would, you know, I, I think you can imagine we would see that sometime in the future. Right. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of Sounds stories. Good. Yeah, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of things to, you know, explore in the Destiny world. That was one of the, that was one of the original goals of, you know, when we built Destiny originally, it was like just build as much cool shit as we can build this world that we can tell a bunch of different stories we can have a bunch of different adventures in so yeah a cabal a cabal theme release would would be awesome i'd love to see that right on uh let's continue with we're gonna go to twitter uh we got a uh, matt delhauer also sent us a question from his buddy dave holden uh and there's, there's two that kind of relate uh, he asked what did you take from history and art as inspiration and then uh, Peyton Radford is kind of the same question. Any historical fantasy art motifs you'd like to see adapted into the Destiny universe via armor, locales, etc.? Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, I mean, I'm trying to think. There's uh, a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, there was even a there was a, a Egyptian motif to some of the armor. Mm-hmm. There, you guys had every. You guys are covering all the bases pretty much. Yeah, there's um. Yeah, we go to the well for everything. I mean, we look to fine art. We look to different cultures to inf- even some of the races. Like you know, we we pull from uh you know sort of historical stuff. You'll see a lot of words and like names of stuff that pull from a lot of different uh um, a lot of different history. You'll see like Sumerian words and you'll oh, wow. see Egyptian stuff. You'll see um you know Japanese you know warship names and like just all kinds of like different different references there that we pull from 
uh, for sure. I think, yeah, the, the Trials of Osiris is this uh, multiplayer, sort of a crucible, uh, very competitive game mode that we have, and all of the armor uh, for it is themed, sort of this Egyptian theme. We're coming out with a new one for the Rise of Iron that kind of, you can uh, have cat ears and have a, um, a cat pauldron, which is pretty cool on the hunter. Um, but and even the um, Rise of Iron, the new armor we're introducing with that has a Scandinavian kind of feels like kind of Viking or sort of fantasy oh. sort of uh, Norse, uh, you know, theme to it. So we're always pulling, you know, from those references. I mean, that's is there the, any, any chance that you're going to get into a superhero theme? Like there's going to be a Batman mask or something. Oh, <laughs> Batman King. Hey, it's a good question. I mean, yeah, we are the comic book guys here. I, I I don't imagine we'll have a Batman suit of armor anytime soon. Although you know, who knows? Uh, you know, down oh, down the man. road. But remember um, that game? Um, uh, what, what the one with the with the sword Soul Caliber? Oh yeah, yeah. They had the character generator, right? Mm-hmm. Every character I made comic book characters. <laughs> I made like a Batman guy. I made a It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, can, uh, you might be able to probably find a red and blue uh, shader in the game to kind of make yourself look a little Spider-Man-y, but I'm not sure about yeah, it. Yeah, you I could know. do red and blue. It was, a, it was a tough call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the customization on this thing is so crazy. It's you so... You can wear capes. You can wear a cape, right? Absolutely. And that's one thing, yeah. How many, how many shooters have capes? Although, you know, you there's a few sh- nowadays that do, but uh, we revolutionized the shooter with a cape, I think. Yeah, you were the first ones, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we got uh, Anthony's going to read the next Twitter question. Yeah, because otherwise I'm just not going to talk. Yeah, yeah, uh, you got to contribute something, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I know, I'm trying. <laughs> this you guy have any sports questions for me. We can oh. talk about that. Nah, <laughs> nah, that no one, none of one that's listening is going to want to listen to sports shit. Right now. <laughs> okay, all right. this, like, this guy, what zero point? Is that how you're going to say zero that? point? He asked a lot of he questions. Asked like Thank you. Questions, We're going to pick one or two, dude. Yeah, we'll pick a couple. <laughs> Here's one. Will there be more live action trailers? Question mark. Will there be more? Uh, you know, it's a good question. I don't know. Um, that's what? something that with each release, uh, you know, there was there was a there was one that we released with Destiny, and I think there was another one, yeah, with the Taken King, where it had sort of um, live action uh, mixed with CG, and uh, I think Led Zeppelin playing on both <laughs> of them. Now that you're the game uh, director, those are awesome, by the way. <laughs> since you're the game director, <laughs> yeah. what what's your what's your role in these trailers? Uh, this isn't his question. This is my question. Yes, I mean, I, I you know talk to the marketing team, and there's a whole team uh, you know that that just focuses on you know advertising the commercials and you know print ads and all that stuff. And so um, you know there's a team who who works on that. Um, my main goal is really it really is just to you know build the the best game I can, and then you know we have a a team who uh, you know works on the you know the commercials and the marketing and Got stuff it. like that. So, but, but do you do they do you have any input on any of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see this stuff, you know, I get, I get feedback. I want to always make sure that the, you know, that the commercials are, you know, as accurate and stuff as, as they can be. And, um, you know, they have a lot of great questions usually when they're building that stuff about, you know, how the, you know, uh, what abilities the characters use or, you know, the, the environments. And so we, you know, we work, you know, work, work them to make sure that um, as they translate it into a, you know, into a CG piece or a commercial or whatever that it reflects the game as, uh, you know, as, as as cool as you know as closely as possible. Well, I gotta agree with Rugs. Those were awesome. Have you seen those? I remember mm-hmm. I when those came out, I was like, "Is this a fucking new show on Netflix? What is this? This looks amazing, <laughs> and I want to watch it right now." So well done. Like I really didn't even I don't even think I, you, I knew that it was like a video game. I was kind of I was like, "What was that? That was really cool." Cool. Yeah. So it worked. Uh, Common Shark at Common Shark Prod on Twitter asks, what are the biggest incentives for players to come back to the game for Rise of Iron? Ooh, good question. Mm. 
Well, there's a lot of new shit to do. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's one of the things that fans have been, you know, wanting is just give us more, give us more stuff, give us more stuff to play. So there's a, there's a brand new raid, um, which is, which is awesome. Uh, it's, it's fallen themed. Um, Explain the raid. Cause rugs loves uh, the raid. I watched some videos. There's some record breaking things happening with the raids. Right. Yeah. So basically it's a super, you know, it's a, it's a hardcore kind of, uh, activity. Basically you bring in six players and uh, one of the things that's cool about it is um, we actually don't release any information, like very much information prior to the um, prior to the raid being released. And so it's it's basically a uh, a mission, you know, that you go on with six players, and it's got a lot of puzzles, and it's got huge bosses, and it's got a lot of stuff that players have to figure out as they go. So um, it's this challenge that takes a lot of coordination and, and communication. And so, um, uh, you know, there are other games that have done raids before, and so like you know, you might have uh, heard of that in something like World of Warcraft or whatever. Right, right. But um, there are big ba- bosses, and there's you know, it takes a lot of uh, communication. Like one person has to stand somewhere, and then the other person has to shoot these things and another person has to grab a, a weapon and go do another task and they have to coordinate all this um, or else they all die and so cool. it's yeah. uh, it's it's a pretty uh, you know intense um, but it also has a lot of lore and a lot of storytelling and like you get to explore this place for the first time when they come out and no one's ever seen it before so oh. it's one of the things you get uh, you get all these uh, groups on you know twitch for example live streaming as they go in the first time and trying to figure out um, you know how to how to solve it and one of the things we do at Bungie is we all you know when we first release it you know we have it up on big screens in the kitchen and the in in the studio and everybody's streaming it from the desk watching all these players sort of delve into it for the first time and trying to figure out all the the hidden puzzles and find all the secrets and whatnot and so yeah there's like uh, people rush to be the world's first you know, I ride I ride everyone's coattails on that <laughs> yeah, yeah me too trust I, me. I can't yeah. figure out shit. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, hope you know what you're doing. You just tell me what to do. And I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is and, uh, so, it's so interesting that you can put out this thing and then you can watch your, your audience, your customers go through your product, your play, play it. How many times do you guys learn from them uh, going through the game at all? Oh, of course. Yeah, abs- absolutely. I mean, you know, we, you know, whether it's, you know, posts up on Reddit or, you know, watching them live stream, you know, stuff, uh, I mean, that's the best, the best research we can do is watching other players play. And, you know, they always discover exploits and secrets, how to, how to kill a boss in two seconds that we had no idea, you know, that we didn't even know. That's you so know, crazy. For, there's a, the first raid that came out with Destiny is called the Vault of Glass. And, uh, you know, there's this giant boss who's huge, who's like really hard to beat. And like, you know, within a fairly short amount of time, players figured out that they could basically throw grenades on the ground. Uh, and uh, basically when, when the AI sees a grenade on the ground, it tries to like, you know, uh, avoid it. And so they basically were able to figure out how to get the, um, this giant monster to uh, jump off the cliff to avoid the grid. So basically <laughs> players would go in and this thing that was supposed to be this really hard, tough experience, they'd jump in and like, um, they like know, corral him off the cliff. Yeah. And he would basically, uh, yeah, <laughs> and he realized like, ah, uh, fuck, we never even pants. think about that. That's, yeah. a, that's awesome. I love when this stuff happens though. It's cool because then like the next expansion, oh, that shit's gone. They're like, all right, you had fun for like five minutes. Yeah. We caught you. Start over. Yep. Fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Can these raids be completed solo at all? 
you know what? Like sometimes we didn't think so. You know, like, <laughs> if you had asked us like back in the day, like could you you know solo some of this stuff? But um, you know, at first it's you know really really hard for six players to even beat. But yeah. now you've got people, yeah, totally soloing it. You wow. can watch videos online of people who go in there and do it. But it, it's 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 nuts. Like, it, I mean, just watching them, it takes such a, it's such strategy and thought and like good, you know, they're just so good at the game. Um, that's that cool. they can, they can do it themselves. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty compelling to watch. I, I saw some of the, like the, the records for the speed run on, was it the taken King raid where like initially it was like seven hours and now it's like 34 minutes. Like there that's are people, the, there are people who, you know, they've played the raid so many times yeah. um, that they, uh, they make up their own challenges. So there are guys who go in there and play blindfolded. What? what? So they can actually oh, complete the raid. That. <laughs> and they I'm still, serious. wait, and they, they st- them. and they still complete it? They make it yeah, through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, the they make up their own oh, challenges. Oh my God. They know it so well and they know like all of the content so well perfectly. I mean, yeah. I, Holy crap. As uh, Rugboy said, fuck those guys. Fuck those yeah, guys. Dude, it's so hard. <laughs> you guys are doing that? I can't even. Oh, yeah, step outside, take a walk every now and then, huh? Come on, what are you doing? After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, Imran. Hey, Rugboy. Wouldn't it be great, since we're putting out all these great shows and great content, that our listeners could support us in some kind of way, maybe with a website or something? You know what? I got an idea. Hang tight. I'll be right back. Talking nerd. All right, listener. We have a virtual tip jar. Wowie zowie. It's called Patreon. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon and you can support the show and help us help you. How you do that? You can make monthly donations, whether it be a dollar, 50 cents, five bucks, or you can donate in one large sum and you get bonus content and it only helps improve the show by getting us on better platforms and better equipment. I hear change jingling in your pocket. (laughs) Don't fucking fuck me over, guys. Do it. Hey, comic book fans. I'm Joe Stuber, producer and host of Comic Book Central, where each and every week I welcome a legendary talent to the Comic Book Central lair to talk about bringing comic books to life. Greetings, true believers. This is Stan Lee. When do you think the Academy is going to wise up and create a special Oscar category for best cameo? I don't know. They're just asleep on their feet. Maybe your show, maybe this interview will be the turning point. Hi, this is Jamie Alexander, the Asgardian warrior Sif from Thor. I went to Marvel. They said, hey, sit down. We want to talk to you about this part. So what happened was I had a knife in my purse. I set the purse on the chair and it fell off and the knife fell out. And then they were like, oh, God, you really are Lady Sif. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one, the only, William Shatner. There's all these rumors out there that you're going to be in the next Star Trek film. Well, I like to be in it. You know, I don't want to be a gratuitous character. Like scrubbing the windows on the Enterprise or something? There's a guy on the wing. Chris Pine. There's a guy on the wing. Chris Pine says there's a guy on the wing. (laughs) Catch the very latest episodes at the website, comicbookcentral.net. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, like it on Facebook, follow it on Twitter, and be sure to join me each and every week for Comic Book Central. This is John Reese davis Hi, everyone. This is Summer Glau. Hi, this is Trisha Helfer, number six from Battlestar Galactica. Hey, this is Dean Kane, Superman from Lois and Clark, and you're listening to Comic Book Central. Where comic books come to life. Excelsior. 
age of steam and gears of monstrous machines and greedy corporations. In a world of automatons and dirigibles and faster-than-sound sky trains. In a time out of time where the Americas weathered multiple civil wars, where armies continue to watch from the brink of the next conflict. It is a reality where witches and ghouls live among thinking machines and walking machines that resemble humans. It's a role-playing game. It's a dramatic radio adventure. It's a comedy. It's the Steamrollers Adventure Podcast, available on iTunes or at rigstories.com. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Okay, we got. Uh, let's go to another question by at Hedge Money. He asks, "Our guardians have been silent for a while now. Will they talk with other characters again in Rise of Iron?" I'm not sure. You mean so, like in the cinematics and stuff? Is that? I wonder yeah. if that's what he means. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, when when a when a cinematic calls for it, like you know, when it's right for the players to talk, I think it's you know, and it helps make a better story. We do that. I think often that we want the the players themselves to feel like their character and so anytime you have your character in the game uh, speaking for yeah, you yeah. i think it breaks that illusion some yeah. so i think we want to we generally want players to yeah, to feel like they're 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 the ones in in the story so we tend to not do a lot of talking the player talking but when it helps like communicate a particular you know when when it helps you know tell a better story we'll insert the player talking a little bit or responding to their ghost or whatnot but generally we tend to let you know Cause uh, didn't like didn't Master Chief talk? Did he not talk for a long time? Yeah, he barely barely talked. And it was the same philosophy there. Yeah. Like we wanted players to feel like you yeah. were you were the Master Chief. And anytime you hear you know the Master Chief talking, you're like, wait, I'm not saying that. And so you don't <laughs> want to put words in a player's mouth. If you're in a cinematic and you feel a particular way about the character you're interacting with, you know, just as a player on your couch, and you're like, ah, that guy's a jerk. And we say, you know, something, you know, that completely breaks that illusion that's like, you know, different from how you're feeling that that takes you out of, the, takes you out out of that me. character. I like so. that. Yeah. Okay, I got another one from Zero Point. Look, you're getting a bonus question, well, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Real quick, he says, each faction slash vendor has a primarily color to represent themselves, was this planned or just happened? It, it was absolutely planned. Like one of the, um, we knew we had these different, uh, yeah, these different factions, these different uh, agents in the game, and we wanted to create a different identity for them. And so, I mean, that was where some of the, uh, you know, graphic design background that you know I was talking about earlier came into play. And yeah. we have we have some uh, incredible, uh, you know, graphic designers at Bungie who, who you know have continued making some great. I know emblems and icons and graphic design and signage and stuff. But anyway, so that, that is a huge part of destiny is the graphic design of it, even just down to the, you know, the, like I said, the stuff that's on the capes or the stuff that, uh, you know, we release with the, the medals or the, you know, the different achievements and stuff. We, we've absolutely have, have tried to make, 
you know, as cool of a graphic design presence in the game as possible. And so, yeah, we knew we had um, Future War Cults, one of them, New Monarchy, you know, Dead Orbit. Like they all, they all had their own brand in the game. And so, um, we thought about their iconography. We thought about their backstory. We thought about their history, what their characters were, what the colors, like all of that sort of, so that they all had their own kind of. Um, kind of history and, and story to them and people would gravitate. We wanted people to gravitate towards one that, you know, felt felt cool to them. And so you have, for example, the Dead Orbit are all about this anarchy and like, you know, they have a big, you know, a skull in their logo and they're all black and white and they're sort of goth and a lot of like the, you know, the guy from the the character who represents them look like he looks all emo and has long hair and talks in, you know, um, you know, a particular way. And then you have the uh, yeah. So anyway, the, the short answer to the question is yes. We, we thought about the, we thought about the colors. No, we appreciate it, yeah, the in depth yeah. answer because if it would have just been yes, like, <laughs> okay, moving on. Yep, <laughs> dude. Let's talk about let's talk about the guns for a second, dude. That I mean, you've carried over from Halo is like just a satisfying shooting experience. And when like when people just hone in, like these the the gameplay videos I watch, this guy is all headshots, like all fucking headshots. It's amazing. But the gun is so satisfying. How, mu- how much uh, input did you have in the design of some of these weapons? So, so we have a great sandbox team. That's the that's the team we call that like works on all of the gameplay elements, like you know the the abilities that the characters have, and the um, you know the weapons and the grenades and and all that stuff. So we have a great team that uh, you know works on that stuff. You know they worked on Halo, for example. And yeah. So they're they're a great team and. Uh, they take that stuff very seriously. Um, I, you know, I, you know, try and help him come up with different themes for some of the weapons. And, you know, when we talk about exotics are super fun. Um, you know, we tried to bring in destiny, um, you know, not just sort of generic, you know, weapons that you'd find, you know, if you went online or whatever, and, you know, just sort of standard military right. uh, weapons, we wanted to bring some fantasy into it. So you've got, uh, weapons that have weird, cool names that have history. So, um, we wanted to take, you know, in, in fantasy games, like, you know, or fantasy worlds, you have, you know, legendary, you know, mythical weapons that have cool names and backstories and powers and have this history to them. And we really wanted to bring that into um, Destiny because we knew we wanted to build a game where you wanted to collect stuff and, and you know, collect new gear and new weapons. And so one of the ways you can make people actually care about that stuff is not just the, the gameplay, you know, which is great, which is, you know, a huge part of Destiny, but also bringing this secondary element of, you know, what do they? How do they look cool? How do they have a backstory? Like there are whole backstories about some of the weapons that we have. This thing online called the Grimoire, which kind of goes into the whole history of, um, you know, some of the history of the the weapons. And there's you know whole backstories to just one gun um, that that players piece together. There's and so like, much mythology to every piece. Yeah, what's the deal with the Gallarhorn? <laughs> well, I don't know what um, that means. I'm just going to ask that. What's the deal with? <laughs> yeah. What's the deal with the Gallahorn? What's, What's the deal with the Gallahorn? It's like a Seinfeld bit. Yeah. It has uh, it has wolves. It has golden wolves. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, emblazoned on the side of it, I guess, carved into the side of it. Um, it you pronounce it Yalahorn? Yeah, how do you say that even? Yeah, you know what? It, that may be the, I don't know, the official, uh, uh, I, I think most people just call it the, the Gallahorn. They have a hard G there. but Yeah, um, unless you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the the purists probably have different uh, pronunciations. Um, yeah, 
Greg I got, Tarnoff would be like, no, it's pronounced Yallyhorn. Greg Tarnoff <laughs> on his fucking snowboard. Here, here's a real easy Twitter question from Scott Taylor. What's your favorite color? Oh, no. Are you serious? <laughs> Scott Taylor asked that? Yes, he did. You know Scott Taylor? Uh, well, if it's the same Scott Taylor, I work with. I work with a Scott Taylor. At um, two Scott, two Furious. Oh yeah, he's a bungee producer and movie <laughs> yeah, nut. Scott he's Taylor. Planting, he's planting silly questions. Oh into, into dear. Well, Scott, I read your question. Do you want to answer? He knows. Why you shouldn't even have to answer? No, but the audience wants. To know. Oh, that's right. That's a good question. What is your favorite? Color? I want to know. <laughs> Fuck. Honestly, what I have some questions. You know, I know yeah, what it is. After this, actually, let's get to the rugby question. My favorite color is. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's a proper name for it, but it's a dark, dark grayish blue. I think, I think would be my favorite okay. color. Okay, good answer. I, I'll just Very say nice. this: Rugboy, Rugboy should ask questions because Imran has been dominating this with questions, and he doesn't even fucking play the game. That's why I ask Rug, people on the internet. To Rugboy send me questions. actually plays the game and can talk about it. So, Rugboy, go ahead. You wait. First of all, you have no idea how happy you made Scott by answering his troll oh, question. Yeah. <laughs> he's right now, when he, as soon as he's here, he's gonna be like, "It worked! <laughs> my plan! My plan to ask a silly question!" Curses! <laughs> <laughs> all right, Scott, that was for you. Here, you got one of these. Talking nerd. Okay, rugs. What do you got? All right. Well, I got a lot of questions, and I got this email from the a guy I play with, I can, and, I, and it's a long ass email. I don't want to read the whole thing, but uh, pick out the good parts. Okay, I'm going to do that. But let me just do my questions first okay. and then we'll worry about the email later. Okay. So number one is can you kind of like – for people who don't know what goes into making a game and all that stuff, like let's say you walked into work today and you had to work on Destiny. What, is, what, in, what does that entail? What's a day like as Chris Barrett art directing this whole shit? Like how does that, how does that go down? Uh, <laughs> I love that question because I wanted to know too. What's a day in the life? You know, it really depends on the stage of the, uh, the game. So – like the worst stage, like when you're <laughs> when your ass is like under the fire. Like what? what when the game's like? got to be out yesterday, and you're still fucking working on it. So it tends to be a. Uh, I usually look at my calendar, and I have like twelve conflicting meetings, all scheduled <laughs> at the same time in three different parts of the building, oh all about three completely different subjects. And so my day is filled with that, plus you know a, a million emails, plus you know I'm. I mean, th- there's always that aspect, so it's always you know a little bit hectic when we're you know trying to finish up a game. Um, but at the same time, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm meeting with all the, you know, the, the game designers working on it, the artists looking at the stuff they're doing, trying to help them, uh, you know, any, any stuff that comes up that we need to, um, you know, add to the game or change or whatever. That's, that's a part of it. Um, it what you thought it was going to be? Do you think, you think it was, it was more managerial or is it, do you think that you would be, uh, you know, I, sometimes when you're our creative director, you're kind of, you're kind of away from things in a certain you stop getting to do the fun yeah. part, which is create. Yeah. Well, you know what? I still, I still get to be pretty hands-on with the, the creation of stuff. I mean, like I, you know, down to the craft of like, you know, the people who we have incredible people who, you know, are making the, you know, the individual weapon models and who are building the worlds. And, you know, I actually, um, you know, those, those guys do that way better than I could even now. Um, you know, people are, are so talented. The part where I get to be more hands-on and still, um, you know, help in the creation process is really working with those different teams. Like I get to work with the story team. I get to work with the, you know, the artists I get to, you know, help, uh, you know, in the initial inception of, for example, rise of iron, like, you know, uh, help, help come up with some of the themes of what we were going to, what we were going to do for the release. And so I feel like that would be very inspiring. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you walk in, you see these guys that are really talented. They're yeah. hungry. They want to they want to make something great. And you're there and you're seeing all this crazy shit come to fruition. I mean, I, that, that would inspire me every day to go to work. It is. It's incredible. I get to like collaborate with those guys. They have great ideas. You know, we go back and forth with ideas. We iterate on it together. We're constantly playing the game together and just, you know, going through and playing a mission and talking about it and talking about how we could make it better. And, um, so there's a lot of, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of playing the game. There's a lot of creative meetings where we're just brainstorming on a whiteboard, you know, what would be the coolest uh, story that we could tell? What would be a, you know, what would be a great weapon, you know, that we want to introduce like, you know, for, you know, for, for this release. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great creative collaboration. I mean, sure. I still have to do some PowerPoint presentations. Boom. Uh, uh, you know what? Those are actually, I, I've gotten to enjoy some of the PowerPoint. Oh, you like the PowerPoint. Oh, boy. I feel like if I, ha- if I had that job, I'd wake up with a boner and just have a boner <laughs> the entire day. Well, look, uh, Chris, I wanted to know, like, wh- like with uh, Rise of Iron or even with the starting of Destiny, what comes first? Like, concept art, story, or, like, actual physical gameplay mechanics in terms of the development of the early, early stages? You know, it depends on each release. There's certain things sometimes that are a constant, like we may have a particular, uh, you know, race that we want to feature in that release, or we may have a particular theme that we know about. Um, but generally, uh, at least with Rise of Iron, we we knew we wanted to expand on the story of the Iron Lords, and uh, we knew we wanted to, you know, ha- have a new raid in the game. And so there were these certain constants, but a lot of it started with just jotting down some ideas, like coming up with a paragraph of inspirational, uh, you know, a little, a little paragraph that kind of summed up an idea that, that sounded cool. And it, it started there and then working with a, going from there to, you know, a concept, uh, working with one of the concept artists, just kind of creating a, an image that summed up the, the release. And so mm. one of the first images we came up with was for Rise of Iron was, Lord Saladin, who, who's an Iron Lord, standing at the front of this wall that was broken down with snow, and there's wolves in his tattered cape. Yeah, we're looking. Um, I have it. I'll have it in the show notes for the listener. We're looking at it, and it's a, it's like sci-fi Game of Thrones shit, dude. It's bad. It's badass. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's so, badass. Uh, yes. I, ha- I have some questions Go that ahead, pertain to some of that. Uh, number one is like, okay, you're talking about Rise of Iron. You see the wolves. This is like the first time that we've seen animals. Oh, like you know what I mean? Like you're you're roaming across all these planets and there's no animals, and I'm like so excited that there's animals. And uh, and if this is a prelude or or something that's to come later on when Destiny Two comes out, there's actual like ecosystems and animals living and shit running around that you could kill. <laughs> you know, that'd be cool. But there, uh, hey, I just hey, like, there are birds. There are birds, and I see birds. Oh, there's I birds. Seen the birds. Are there wolves in uh, Rise of Iron? Then there are there are wolves. Yeah, oh. yeah. I heard that they're going to be in the um, in the public sector, not in not in the missions, but. Yeah, well, on, I'll on take Fell that. Winter Peak. On Fell Winter Peak, there there are a few wolves kind of hanging out. Lord Saladin's buddies. Are they? Will they influence? Are they part of the like the gameplay or the uh, mission? Or are they just kind of there as uh, something pretty? There, there, we want to make sure, like, it was one of the ways we wanted to make the world feel more alive okay. and add some, you know, interesting, yeah. uh, you know, lore and story and expand kind of the character of the uh, Iron Lords. So uh, you, you're probably not familiar with the Iron Banner sigil, but there basically there's this giant flaming gong that this guy stands in front of. In the, That's right. <laughs> um, 
in, a giant in flaming the bong. That sounds no, awesome. No, no, I think he said a giant bong. flaming bong. No, that's uh, that's, uh, that's later. That would also um, be. Uh, that would also be. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, that's my video game I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> flaming flaming bong. Uh, so there's a giant flaming gong uh, that has this carved. Uh, iron banner sigil and like the the emblem the crest of the iron lords and so it's got this tree growing in the middle and then two wolves sort of uh, opposed and so that's been a, a symbol that's been in the game for a long time and so we thought it would be cool to take that and like uh kind of create the elements that inspired that original crest and so awesome. when you go to the uh fell winter peak and you go to the iron temple uh where, where the the new social space of the game you will see that tree um, and you will see those wolves that are, uh, you know, inspired that original crest. Damn, shit is but deep. Is there any plans to have any more animals, like not either in this incarnation, but maybe in future incarnation or anything like that? Or you don't, yeah. you can't say. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe we're always thinking about that. We want to make sure the world feels alive and feels like full of life, and we find new ways to add, and you know, interesting animations or interesting ambient life and stuff like that. So now these are actual. These are this is actual actual planets. Like this is Earth and Mars and Venus. Yeah. Like you haven't yep. invented planets. You're using yeah. yeah in the future, like way in the future. There's some invented stuff for sure, but uh, you know, it's definitely it's based on our solar system. Yeah, they're um, all terraformed. Awesome. They're all terraformed planets, so they're not like barren and shit like you'd expect them to be. There's but there's this there. giant planet thing just hanging in the middle. What the fuck is that? That's the that's Traveler? Earth. That's on Earth. That's the Traveler. That's yeah, the, that's, that's the, the, the shit Traveler. Is that? That's like the god. It comes it's in. It's an entity? And... It's not a planet? It looks well, like a planet. Damn it. I, I thought we were past is. the noob question. Sorry. <laughs> it's awesome looking, <laughs> yeah, though. Come on, come on, dude. It's just cool. Like, in the gameplay, when they look around, and there's just this giant planet hanging in the sky, it's fucking awesome. Rugs, um, let's get into the hardcore Destiny gamer question. Right, You're going to so, have to take this one. So. All right. So, shut the fuck up. All right. Hold on. Let me give you this. Here's the rundown. All right. Okay. Is, that your, is that your custom intro? That's his. Yeah, yeah well, that's his. I, I got a, I got a shitloads of them. If you ever, if you've never heard the show, I'm pretty fucking funny. Wow, <laughs> Zowie! Yeah, <laughs> I got fans and shit. Uh, 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 um, tell them the spider shits real quick. Oh, that's the one I took out for uh, the questions. Oh, Sorry, you, you had you to asshole. pick. We could do this one. Who cares? A jock said that. That's go. just for you, Andy. Thanks, okay. you asshole. <laughs> You got you got basketballs? Of course. Uh, really, go play with some basketballs. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a drop that we use a lot. Um, okay, so um, as you know, I am a Destiny player. I've been playing it since it came out on Xbox 360, and then I actually had to buy another system so I could keep up with everybody because everybody's like, fuck Xbox 360, we're going to PlayStation 4. And, um, and so like, I had to get a new system. But I've been playing. I'm a, I'm a 320 player, and anyway... So when you play Destiny, you got to play with people. Like you can't really do everything by yourself. Like you can if you want to, but it's more fun when you play co-op and you play with friends and you can do the Crucible and all these missions with with a buddy or two. It's meant to be social, social yeah. gameplay. So yeah. one of the guys that I play with, I it's one of these guys that when you play with him, like he's so much better than you that you feel like shit when you're playing with him. <laughs> and I, like, he has to carry me on every mission. I know a lot of those people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty bad. But anyway, so this guy, when he heard about this, he like jizzed in his pants. Yeah. And he wanted, to, he wanted to talk to you personally. And I was trying to figure out a way to do this. But his name is, uh, if you, his name is Cypher X420. That's like his gamer and tag or whatever? He, yeah, that's his okay. gamer tag. And he's on PS4. 
and he would love to talk to you, but he wasn't able to, so he gave me this long ass email and I don't, I don't want to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to give you like the, uh, abridged version. Thank you. First of all, Cypher X 420 for yes, uh, taking the time to write that fucking that is, long that is like ass. the perfect gamer, uh, gamer tag, by the way, that is <laughs> yeah. like the, the typical <laughs> X 420. When, yeah. he, when yeah. he listens to this, exactly. he's going to rock a nice big boner. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. He's going to be all, you better, he's going to have to okay, wipe himself now, up afterwards. Is dude, that Cypher with a Y or an I? Cypher, Cypher. With a Y. With a Y. With a y. With a y Cypher with a Y. Okay. It's S-Y-P-H-E-R-X. Oh, okay. All right. Cypher. Okay. So um, anyway, this guy plays, I'm going to say, like hours every day. Okay. He's, got his, he's got his five-year-old kid playing it. He's, it's crazy. So anyway, this is his email. He basically makes fun of me for sucking for the first part of it. <laughs> um, and he's talking about how, how he went from one system to the other. And he was talking about bringing the Gallahorn back and he's excited to get that back. But then he mentioned some other weapons that he'd like to see, like the Vex Mythical class and the icebreaker. So any chance of those happening? So, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. We get that question a lot. Like, you know, which weapons are going to come back Can we bring back, you know, the fate bringer. Can we bring back, you know, thorn? Can we, you know, whatever. Well, some people are like, please never bring back thorn. But, um, uh, thorn is a, well, for, I, just, for I, you guys who don't know, thorn is a weapon that, uh, yeah, was, was loved and hated. <laughs> I have it. I have it. Yeah, yep. So, so yeah, I mean, as you'll see, we're bringing back some of the uh, fan favorites with, uh, rise of iron. Um, we've done that kind of with each release. So, I, if, if there are ones that players love, I, it's, there's a decent chance that some of them will come back in a, in a future release. So that's a kind of yes. Okay. I mean, we're always looking at the right one. I mean, obviously we always have to think about weapon balance and making sure like that, you know, some, some weapons are, you know, super powerful. And so we want to make sure that the game's still fun for everybody and balanced. So we're always looking at that. But, um, you know, if, if, if there's a fan favorite weapon that somebody loves, like I would love to see icebreaker back at some point, that kind of stuff. So cool. Yeah. Okay. Now he's been playing this since the beta. Okay. And he's talking about if there's any thoughts re- reliving or revitalizing the content from the beta, like having um, uh, sliders with levels and being able to choose like your setup. Like when you're playing a game, can you choose the enemies that you fight? And uh, if you want to add everybody in the you know all at the same time, like custom game modes where you can kind of customize the game that you're playing for that moment. Like the modifiers and all I, I that stuff. Like, yeah, so you could kind of create your own mission or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know what? The I, I think that would be uh, that that would be pretty fun. I think that uh, not. I don't have any. Yeah, no, no, nothing in the works right now as far as. But like, that's never custom. been mentioned. So. Uh, you know, we, we always talk about like ways to, you know, evolve the game and, you know, future releases, we, you know, try and do new stuff. So for example, uh, you know, house of wolves, which I worked on before introduced this new mode that was, um, this place called the prison of elders. And we had never done, uh, you know, a a mode like that before. So I love that by the way. Cool. Yeah. So you go in and it's basically, you know, it's, it's, uh, randomized, like which enemies you're going to fight and which modifiers are going to be on, um, and different bosses, you know, that you'll have to face. And so that was a level of, uh, sort of randomization and replayability that we wanted to play with. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we add stuff like that, you know, to the game all the time. So I wouldn't rule out, you know, something where players could, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, ha- have, have different enemies to fight or customize kind of what they're fighting against. Um, but uh, that's not in the plans right now. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, usually, usually with a lot of stuff we do, we try and sort of build it more into the the fiction as well. Um, so you know, uh, you it's got to be a reason for it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's sort well, of like I can imagine, like you know, coming up with. I mean, I'm just this is total conjecture. Please, no one, pr- you know, put this down on the list. Be <laughs> <laughs> uh, added to the game, but you know, we, you know, if we were to do something like that, it would be you know cool to have it be part of some epic quest and based on what. Uh, you know, things you do along the quest will, you know, change who you end up fighting in the final mission or something. You know what I mean? Or, or oh, that would be cool. I mean, I, I'm just, you know, I'm but totally story, kidding, story but, driven, basically. Yeah, like in world, right? I mean, yeah. to kind of, uh, you know, make it make it feel like it's part of the universe you're in. Um, you know, I think would be cool as opposed to like necessarily like a you, you know UI fiddle, you know, changing you know mission. Yeah, like playing with like yeah. that. Checking boxes off or something like that. Yeah, we do have, I mean, obviously we have, you know, the ability to change, uh, you know, the difficulty level of, you know, certain missions and stuff like that. But um, Which is also very cool because if you want a little bit more of a challenge, you can go on super hard mode and, you know, give yourself a workout. Or if you're feeling like you're a big pussy that day, you know. know? Um, Okay, this is the second. I know you've heard this a thousand times, Chris, Mm -hmm. but I got to ask it. About the player matching and the teaming and in LFG, if, there, if there's going to be an in-game solution to that. So here's, here's the answer I give. Usually, um, I got asked this a lot at E3. We're always, I mean, we absolutely want to find ways for players to get together and easy ways to get players into groups and, and continuing to play together. So we're all, always looking at that. So um, certainly uh, as Destiny evolves and we're adding new features, like, look, you know, we'll be adding new stuff that allows players to do that. Um, a lot of times it, uh, ta- you know, it focuses on, uh, you know, the raid, for example, and people wanting raid matchmaking. That's That's been a, you know, a difficult thing. We've been talked a lot about internally at Bungie and like when, you know, is that the right thing to do for the raids? You know, one of the things that the raids have is this, you know, really tough puzzles that require communication and stuff like that. So we're always thinking about, would that be a good experience for players to, you know, get dropped in with, uh, you know, other strangers to, to play a, a, you know, really intense mode like that. So we're always looking at that. We want to add new features that, um, so it, it, I don't know if this, you know, it's it's sort of an elusive answer at the same time as it is like, you know, we're always adding new new stuff and we want to bring more players together, make it easier for players to um, get together. I mean, uh, th- that's one of the reasons I don't really do that many raids because, uh, you know, you have you to know, find six other you, people. Yeah, you you kind of have to, like, do a little extra work because, like, like I, I put my gamer tag out there for everybody and I said, let's play. And no one, no one ever wants to play. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's definitely a tough balance where, and we're always looking at that and to see, you know, what the right features yeah. to add to the game is. Um, the, but the, I have, we'll see some stuff in, uh, there's a, there's a few things in, uh, rise of iron that we haven't uh, announced yet that, uh, Ooh. are going to be uh, exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> nah, no, I'm just saying we're here. always, come on, give us some something. Features, there's some features <laughs> that we'd be, uh, you know, uh, talking about in, in the, the coming months before um, Rise of Iron that I think, um, you know, are, are ways, you'll see ways that we're trying to get more players together easier. So. Cool. cool. Now, this is the last one from, from this particular, from Cypher X420. I mean, he's got a lot more questions, but I'm skipping a couple of them. But this is something that when I first got Destiny, I thought that was going to be included. And I wouldn't say I was disappointed because I knew I was expecting too much, but I was like, if they could fucking do this, like... Is this the superhero thing again? No. It's it's something with the ships. Can we do something with the ships besides having them as loading screens? Combat. uh, Can you fly the ships down into the, into the, 
into the into Earth or onto Venus and shoot some shit up. Or like, you know, that would be cool if we could use the ships because the ships are awesome. But it'd be cool to actually pilot that thing. I mean, I think I, I think that'd be great to like add space combat, all that stuff. But for really us, it's about focus. Like, right? If we if we focus on that, then that means you know there's something else that we can't add to the game or whatever. So it's really about trying to find the stuff that players uh, you know it's going to be most impactful to players. And then was uh, that ever on the table? Oh, was that ever on the table? Like we, I mean, if you look at uh, uh, Halo Reach, had a uh, um, space combat, and if you remember that, so I think it's natural to imagine if you have a game with you know in, in space with spaceships, you know, uh, but it's like a whole nother genre that you're now shoving into this game. Also, yeah, I mean, you know, we we certainly wouldn't want to add something that uh, you know makes it so it's a completely different type of game. We want to focus on what's great about destiny and it's like, you know, shooting aliens in the face um, and and getting getting pants to, you know, drop out of them. So, um, but we're, like I said, I mean, we're always looking at new stuff, right. And new stuff to add to the game and whatnot. And so maybe someday in the future that, you know, that would be, you know, that would make sense. But uh, the only way that would work is it was completely on rails and in like a completely controlled environment where you wouldn't, you won't be able to sandbox it that way. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how fun it would be just to fly around the, the solar system, like, yeah. <laughs> realistically. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have one mission where you have to be in your ship and you have to blow shit up. And yeah. that wouldn't be fun. That would be like a, that would be like a tease. So you, if, you don't, if you can't do it right, don't do it. Or yeah, like we've a, heard that a lot. We've, you know, people, people, you know, we've got cool ships. People have always, you know, uh, you know, brought up wanting to be able to fly them around or, you know, shoot, shoot stuff in ships or space combat. So I have a personal question. Oh. Is, how do you game? Okay, what do you play? Are you a titan? Are you a hunter? Uh, are you a shotgun guy? Are you a uh, you know a sniper rifle guy? Are you using the fusion guns? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, so I mean, I have one of every class. Um, I, I haven't been able to play as much lately as as uh, previously. So you know, I, I mainly have focused on my warlock for now. And uh, You're but a I, warlock. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I like I like all the classes equally. I think seriously, mm-hmm. like you know, just having uh, um, sort of uh, seen them along the whole way, they're all sort of my kids in some way. Uh, but uh, you know, so I play I play mostly a warlock these days. But I got to get I got I want to get all you know three of my characters up to up to max level. I like. You know, I, I, I like sniping. I, I will not claim to ever be a great uh, crucible player. Um, I try and as long as my KD is up above above one, I am happy. Um, <laughs> there are times that I am, you know, I will go, you know, get, you know, 25 kills and get, you know, a, you know, 10, 10, 0, you know, 10, 10 to 1 KD or whatever. And I'm very happy. But then, you know, the next game I'm, you know, uh, you know, get. 10, 10, 20 deaths and, you know, five, five kills or whatever. So, um, that sounds like what I do, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, I'm kind of streaky, but I still have fun playing, you know, I, I super, you know, have a lot of fun playing. Luckily, one of the advantages of uh, being a game director at Bungie is you get to meet a lot of the, uh, much better players than you at the game. So once in a while I can get, uh, you know, some of the, some of the famous streamers and stuff to take me to the lighthouse and, you know, whatnot, but they'll make fun of me as I'm playing and whatnot. Cause <laughs> they're happy if I get a kill, you know, in a yeah. Charles Osiris match. Um, but, uh, so I'm, you know, I don't ever claim to be an incredible destiny player, but I, you know, I have fun, I have fun playing for sure. I get made fun of all the time because, <laughs> um, I'm like the cheapest player. Yeah. Like, uh, I have to have a shotgun oh, all yeah. the time. I always have to have the party crasher amped up. I always have, uh, and then I get cheap with uh, in Crucible sometimes with the fusion cannons. 
Yeah. I got one that charges up really fast. I don't mm-hmm. remember the name off the top of my head, but I'm a cheap player. I'm like a, a Titan. Yep. And I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always rocking the auto rifles. I got a hard light. I'm using the shit out of that. Uh-huh. Uh, I love um, Arminus D. That oh, yeah. amazing. Cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm a cheap fucking... ass player. I don't have any skill to what I do. I think it's interesting that like Chris isn't good at his own game. Like that's is that common with like <laughs> developers? You have to. You have to. I mean, like whatever. I can. I can do all right. But I mean, compared to some of the players yeah. out there, like I mean, I, you can't compete with some of these. Well, that's the thing. So I mean, good. you put the thing out there, but you're not playing it for eighty hours a day. You know, constantly to, and that's your only focus in life. Yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely, you know, I still, it's my number one game that I still play. I mean, I play other games and whatnot, but I mean, the majority of my playtime goes into playing Destiny and I still, you know, I still play Crucible all the time. You know, I play through, um, you know, Strikes and the Raid and whatnot with, um, you know, with people. I play with my dad all the time. He's like, uh, you know, he's 75. Is he good? Or what. Uh, you know what? He he holds his out. Like, he, he forever wouldn't go into the Crucible, but finally convinced him to go into, uh, you know, Iron Banner and he like, yeah, he'll get rank five in Iron Banner just through you know grinding he plays raids he's got i think he's you know he he does he does every bounty in the game on all three characters every day um and <laughs> nice. so his playtime he's in the i think he's in the top one percent oh, wow for wow. All players in, in in destiny i'm like um, i'm jealous that your dad plays your game <laughs> i don't think yeah, my dad's even acknowledged on the phone done anything we don't talk on the phone. We just talk over party chat and play. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it's, does he enjoy the social aspect too? Like, does he make friends? I think that's like one of the coolest things of this game. I, I, you know, I logged in one day and he had joined some random clan, like with like, <laughs> so, you know, he's got like in some clan with some like, you know, 16 year old kids from, you know, uh, you know, uh, Alabama or so, you know, I'm like, who are these people, dad? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I met them online. They're kind of, they're okay. That's um, awesome. But, that yeah he he's made all these friends and stuff in the game which is which is cool so um you know um, you know what i do when i play uh with people i don't know i tell them to listen to jack and nerd there you go <laughs> listen listen all you gamers now if you are listening to this episode the next time you play destiny i just want you to do this jack and nerd every couple of minutes that's just, the call the action that's right there. the cta and then just tell them to visit the jack and nerd podcast Chris, what can you tell us about what's next for Destiny after Rise of Iron? Will there be a two? I think uh, there will be lots more Destiny to come for sure. So um, there is a, another game that we're working on. Um, you know, there hasn't been any official announcement, but you know, we're we're definitely working on more Destiny. Um, we're also trying to, um, you know, something that is, is pretty unique to Destiny is, you know, the game's a living world. And so yeah. we're always adding new events. And so last year we had a thing called Festival of the Lost, which happened around Halloween. I love that. Oh. <laughs> and so players could, like, uh, you know, get all these masks from all the characters from the game. And they can go around going, you know, trick-or-treating to the different <laughs> vendors. And, um, you know, so, so we add stuff like that all the time to the game just to kind of keep the game fresh. Um, we also introduced uh, last 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 holiday we introduced um something called sparrow league racing so yes. i don't know if you've seen that i the watched sparrow that league video it's awesome dude it's like uh pod racing beats uh something better because uh <laughs> something it's, better well they the, the the speeders themselves are the amazing designs it reminds me like the return of the jedi speeders a little bit and the terrains mm-hmm. are great 
and it looks like a lot of fun. And I love, I was watching like the gates, the boost gates, as you uh, move up and rank, the gates get smaller. Oh, yeah. And then you don't necessarily have to hit the gates to win. Very interesting. It looked like a lot of fun. I kind of wanted to play it. So, I mean, dance, yeah, the, we're just, we're always adding new stuff and we want to, you know, there'll be new, um, new events and new, new stuff coming out throughout the year. Um, Almost so. giving it like an esports spin there with the racing league. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, we got the sports tie in finally. Oh, uh, there we go. Let's talk about it. Uh, you got any more destiny questions you want to get out? Well, I got questions for Chris that are not destiny. That's let's on. move on. Uh, that's what I, I want to know. Some of your personal projects, like what, what makes you excited on what do you work on on the side? I noticed you have uh, something called Oryx design lab. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. The story of Oryx design. So uh, I started dabbling. Do, I mean, I'd always done like, uh, you know, like rug boy mentioned, uh, uh, you know, I used to do a lot of like pixel art and stuff, um, you know, dabble in it uh, back in the day. And so I hadn't done that for a long time. Um, and so I started dabbling that a little bit, you know, more, uh, a few years ago and, you know, I've always played classic games and I love the, you know, old, old Nintendo games and whatnot. So I started dabbling and trying to make my own sprites. There, there's something I'll, I'll get super in depth here about why it's like, so there's something really cool about sprites is that there's so few, uh, pixels that like, you know, every pixel counts. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like a, it's, you know, every pixel where you place it and the color it is and what the it's next to, like, you know, it, it really matters. Like, it's not something you can do like really loose and sloppy, like painting, like, yeah. you know, there's a perfection and like, you know, to, to making pixel art and doing it well that like sort of, I did terrible at first. Like, I mean, I, some of my first ones are awful, but like, um, you know, just, just that practice of trying to, you know, perfect the art of doing pixel art was really exciting to me. So, um, there was this contest. There was a site um, called TIG Source, and uh, it's this indie, like this uh, site where game develop indie game developers make uh, you know and and uh, have a forum and talk about the indie games they're working on. And they ran this contest um, that was pretty cool. Uh, so the first month of this contest, the artists got to um they built any art they wanted any audio they wanted you know any music and they just built assets right for like imagine you're gonna you know build a game but they just built the art and so then the next month they game uh, programmers had to take any of that only could use that art to make games and so anyway i built a whole bunch of sprites and you know for this you know this whole library of little fantasy creatures and whatnot and i ended up winning that contest randomly and nice. so uh nice. a whole bunch of games used used that artwork there's a game called you have to be pretty nerdy and there's a game called uh, uh realm of the mad god that was uh, an online game that was kind of like you know sprite art yeah. um, but it was like an mmo kind of thing um, so a bunch of these games use that artwork and so i was like hey you know uh i could i could you know that was a lot of fun i keep making these you know little sprite packs and stuff like that so i started developing you know just building this whole library of little fantasy creatures and animated you know monsters and yeah it's sort of relaxing just to yeah it must be i mean there's no wasted pixel so this is kind of like like in the terms of graphic design word it's like reusable uh, clip art for video game developers, like they're for people who oh, don't yeah, know, yeah, sprites right, yeah. are a little animated. They got a little jump, but they're uh, they're a lot of fun. And you're right, wow. you, you can't uh, you can't waste a pixel at every. <laughs> and there's so many of them, and you uh, you can sell them, make some money off them. Have you made any of your own games? 
You know what I did? Um, I worked with a couple people on a game. It's called Famaze, which is a combination of fantasy and maze. Yeah, fantasy uh, maze. And it's uh, I uses some of the um, artwork that I you know have up on on my site. But it's kind of like a there's a whole genre of games called roguelikes. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that term, um, but uh, basically it's kind of procedural dungeons uh, is kind of the theme, and you have one life usually um, when you play. But it's a whole genre of games but anyway so i, I worked on a game um called famaze it's up on steam mm-hmm. you can check it nice. out nice. um it's free it's free for everybody you can get a link to it on my site or uh yeah if you just type in famaze on steam but um it's basically got little cute little you know characters that go through the procedural dungeons and you have to go basically you go through a maze and there's monsters you have to kill and there's treasure chests and potions and um actually one of the coolest things is uh i, I had the uh, luck of working with this guy. His name's Disaster Piece. Okay, and uh, that's his online handle. Nice. Uh, but he 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 does music. For, he did music for Fez, which is a really popular game. Oh yeah, that's a great game. And uh, he's done a bunch of these incredible indie uh, soundtracks. Uh, he also did recently did uh, he he worked on the soundtrack for a movie. You guys have probably seen it. Uh, it's this movie that's kind of uh, this thing keeps. It was a horror movie recently that came out that uh, the this thing keeps stalking you um, forever. Yeah, it, it follows, follows, right? You, I don't know if you, you remember the the music or the soundtrack from that, but it was kind of this like 80s horror kind of inspired uh, yeah. soundtrack. It's incredible. Right. I heard that movie's really good. And so he did the music for Famaze. Yeah, he did the, yeah, I got the, uh, uh, and it's based, it's kind of like a old school Nintendo, Super Nintendo RPG style uh, music to it, which is awesome. Which is um, perfect, because, get- yeah, the, I love the retro look of these, uh, your pixel games. Like, it's just like, you know, it's Zelda. It's the top scrolling Zelda, move from room to room, shoot shit, right. find shit. It's so much fun. Yeah, so yeah, you can check. There's a, I, I you know, I, I did a couple, worked on a couple of different roguelike games and what, and so yeah, they're up on my site. You can check them out, but they're all, you know, you can, they're all free uh, to download and whatnot. Now, why did you use the name Oryx? Uh, That's a Twitter handle, history, isn't it? The true history. So Oryx was um, my, uh, I, th- I guess it was. Warhammer Online, which was a MMO that was out uh, a while back, based on the Warhammer. Um, Warhammer, you know, uh, you know, from Games Workshop, um, but they had an MMO, and my one of my characters was named Oryx, which was um, no from, way, yeah. So from, <laughs> <laughs> which was uh, actually good, took it from a book, Oryx and Crake, um, by Margaret Atwood, um, and so I was reading that, I think, uh, you know, before that, and loved that book. So that is the origin of the word. Oryx. Is it? Isn't there a character named Oryx in Destiny also? Uh, there is, uh, yeah. The, the may or may not guy. be a coincidence. Uh, may or may not. Yeah, that's why I was excited about that, Imran. If you would have known anything about the game, <laughs> I knew that there was a character that was tied to your. Well, look, this has been. Uh, uh, this is really uh, the, this, these questions keep coming in, man. It's crazy, but I think. Look, listener, if we didn't get to your question, I apologize. Thank you guys for sending in. The question. What I have a question. Maybe. And let's end with a rug boy question. <laughs> yeah. Someone that actually plays a game on this show. Okay. Uh, we talked about video games. We talked about all that stuff. Now let's talk about uh, you as a, a person. Um, we all geek out about stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. When you come home from a day at Bungie, you know, crunching away at the game, where, what do you do? What do you watch? Do you watch Game of Thrones? Like, what, what do you? What books do you read? Do you have anything that you can recommend to people? 
that you've picked up on? Like you obviously work with a lot of creative people. You probably get shit from all over the place. So, Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. I didn't prepare for this quite. Let's see. Like, what can I recommend? So what are you geeking about? Yeah. Geeking out about? Boy, like I mean, I, I obviously love all the you know whatever the, the TV show Mr. Robots coming out. Oh, like Mr. Robots, oh, yeah. yeah, the second season. Saw, they just released the um, they did this whole viral like like pretend viral thing on on online that they like someone hacked it and they released it on Twitter and like on, on stuff, which is pretty the, funny. So the first episode, they, came out yeah, this night, is the first time a TV show they've released their whole first episode on Twitter. And then I think the first broadcast episode is actually you after that episode. Or I wonder if they're going to replay that again. But, I think they're probably going to replay but, this, yeah, the same one, but they leaked it early. And that's it crazy. You can watch a whole show on Twitter. That's amazing. I don't know who would do that, but I kind of want to watch that now. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's I want to wait until it's on the TV. I didn't yeah. want to try and you know watch it on my iPhone or whatever. Um, but that's that's cool. Obviously, Game of Thrones is it's awesome. That was a great season. Uh, you know, recently that that was super fun. What else? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm always like looking at like what new Steam games come out. I'm trying to think. Uh, you still game I, a lot in your personal life besides the stuff you I do. Before? Yeah, I mean, I try and play. I try and play. You know, whatever you know, new games come out on uh, you know on the consoles and whatnot. Try and run through those. Uh, Are you Pokemon going it right now? No, no, I, no. I, you know what? Shit. I downloaded. It. I, yeah, exactly. uh, I downloaded it. Oh my I, I, God. There was a Pokemon on my coffee table. Yeah, I captured it. And I was like, <laughs> all right, that's enough of that. Um, I, I do not need to, you know. Can I tell you, I played that game for a hot second. It was fun. And then I saw. You fuck. Look, no, I saw that it got, it needed full access to my Google account. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck that. I oh, revoked yeah. it and I deleted it, but I did have fun. I may create a burner Gmail account to play it again. <laughs> Because, look, the magic of this game, like, we're going to have to talk about this on the show, because this game has just swept every the, everyone's imagination. What's your I'm not t- doing it. Fuck it. Chris, what do you think about, like, <laughs> this care. this kind of gaming, uh, this kind of game? I think it's great that there are a lot of different kind of games out there yeah. and that uh, pe- people uh, like all kinds of different games. Yeah, Nice answer. Very political. <laughs> not for him, though. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. I'm a- Any day now, I'm expecting the first Pokemon Go fatality story. Any oh, minute. That's what- any minute it's going to happen. I don't you know care. What, if I, had, I didn't really get into Pokemon as a kid or anything. Yeah, so I, mean, when I, was, I think I was too old for it, honestly. Yeah. So, uh, no. yeah I'm more of a Magic the Gathering kind of guy. Yeah, I, I don't think it's your guys' generation. It's no. my generation. Like, was, all the yes. people that grew up on it now are playing it as adults right now yeah exactly i got grown-ass men posting this shit on their facebook i'm like dude what are you doing what i you just should be teased people are getting mugged oh it's fake it's the worst when you're driving i was driving this weekend and i had someone in the back seat go stop 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 (laughs) and i'm like why am i stopping and they're like there's a magic carp over there i'm like oh my god you you need to get out of my car. What the like, fuck is a Mewtwo? Oh, go fuck yourself with the Pokemon Go. Uh, uh, Chris, look, let's do, let's end with this question for someone out oh, is there. It, is it going to be an obvious question again? No, it's going to okay, be good. good. Uh, what is a controller? No, if for someone out there who I know it's different now. Someone out there is listening. Maybe wants to get into video games. Maybe has a similar okay, you good. know 2D character concept design background. How do you break into the industry these days? Is it the He's same? He's asking for himself right now. I think. Uh, I'm it's asking more of a for a friend. Question. And how's your 401k over there? Now, how is uh, what 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 would you recommend someone who wants to break into games now? Wow, that's I mean there are a lot of different ways, right? I mean there's um uh, first of all like think about what you want to do in games, right? So, um you know, there isn't just a 
a game developer job, right? I mean, so we, even within even within the studio, we have musicians. Uh, mm. So if you're really into music, you know, think about going into you know learning about music, going to school for music, uh, you know, learn about editing and like you know sound of you know there's a whole uh, you know that there's that whole side of it. There's yeah, obviously concept art, and you know you're going to want to you know do as much drawing and, and figure drawing and art as you can. Um, you know, there's uh, engineering, which is all about you know learning how to code and, and building. So uh, a foundation of uh, you know learning those crafts and, right. and learning about those disciplines is is huge. Um, so obviously, there's you know also a lot of schools now that. Uh, cater just to game development yeah. um, and so you know look up those those are they have great programs now that are all about just you know making games and whatnot um, but there are a lot of different ways like you know there's a lot of people uh, at, at Bungie for example who um, you know me included who uh, built built mods right and so wow. they take their favorite game that they love and they you know make mods for them um, one of the guys that um, you know is a designer at Bungie worked on uh, Skyrim mods you know, and, and that's how he cut his start into, into gaming. And so he's, uh, you know, at Bungie now. So there's a lot of, a lot of different ways, like more, most importantly is, you know, whatever you love to do, you know, if you just love playing games and that's it, you can also, there's, you know, uh, you know, there's, we have testers who, you know, there's a whole technical side of it. They have to be really diligent. They have to play the game way more than anyone would want to play the game and try and break the game all the time. But that's another way that uh, players, you know, people at Bungie get into gaming is, you know, yeah, people. Uh, I guess you forget you know, all the all the different yeah. roles as vo- voiceover, acting. Like if you're an actor, we have they producers who just do you know help you know just like all about like scheduling and you know production and uh, there's a whole background in that. You have uh, yeah, you have gameplay designers. You have people who just build the world. You have people who just you know focus on animation. You know, and, and so there, yeah, there's all these different disciplines. Pick pick figure out something that you love about games and, and focus on that. Um, you know, oh, try to nice. you know, learn, learn those, uh, learn those crafts or make the shit yourself and put it out there and hopefully that, you know catch someone's attention. Yes. You know, there's a lot of people who, you know, just make their own games too. They learn how to, uh, code. They learn how to, um, you know, do, do art, whatnot, join a team. There's a lot of teams online of ah. people who are looking to create games. And so you can go on forums and, um, there's a lot of places where you can join a team and they're looking for artists and they're looking for, uh, you know, or a programmer or whatever. And it doesn't have to be the, you know, the biggest incredible game in the world, but just that experience of building something and working with other people and, you know, learning how, how games are made is always, you know, even if you're doing, even if you're going to school for, you know, uh, you know, illustration yeah. on the side, if yeah. you're, you know, doing some of those projects and learning how that stuff works and how games are made, that's only, only going to help. So you think it's easier now than uh, 16 years ago or whatever, when you started I think it's different. Like, I think it may have been easier back then to uh, get in, like, yeah. because, like, for example, I, I you know, I, I got in without doing 3D and, you know, right. whatnot. And I came in doing, you know, graphic design and illustration. So um, it may have been easier back then to kind of get your foot in the door because it was a smaller industry. Um, but now there's way more paths to like actually learn the craft and the trade and, you know, go to, there, we, there, there weren't game schools back when I was a, uh, you know, uh, no, they weren't teaching us it, web so. design or anything <laughs> fucking useful. <laughs> and, uh, with that, let's, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Chris, man, thank you so much. Uh, I think you gave a lot for the gamers to digest. I feel like awesome. you. You seem to have touched a lot of questions that we didn't even ask that were asked on the Twitter. So that was great. Where can people find you? I'm sure they're going to have further follow-up questions 
online if uh, they wanted to ask you some and or say hi and how much they love the game. Sure. Like you, you mentioned my uh, website, you know, orcsdesignlab.com. I'm on Twitter. Obviously, uh, CG Barrett uh, is, is my Twitter. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, in game, you can, uh, you know, uh, you, you may see me roaming around the tower once in a while. Ooh, uh, on, he's on in the game, robot, people. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Rugs, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter saying how much Dan Slot sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at really rug boy on the Twitter is motherfucker. Listen, if you tweet out dance lot sucks, rug boy will retweet it. We can guarantee guarantee you'll get a retweet from rug boy. Uh, This was, uh, this was awesome, dude. It was great to catch up with Chris listener. I hope, you enjoyed this. Thank you for Well, we got a lot of us. new ones, though, so we should just say that if you want to contact us, go to jockandnerd.com slash contact, and if you liked what you heard, jockandnerd.com slash review. Go, you want to subscribe to the show, because yes. then we're going to have a lot more geeky fun. You get it automatically. Comes right to your device or your computer. Uh, new listeners, definitely. Just visit jockandnerd.com. Yeah, we got live shows, too. We got live shows as long as Blab is still running, and when that dies, we'll, we'll find someplace we'll else to, to do. We'll go to Twitch. Maybe we will invade the Twitch. It's got a huge audience. I don't know if those gamers are going to give a fuck about what we talk about, though. Blab people don't give a fuck. But well, they, that they, didn't stop us. But there's people that listen to our show that don't realize we are even a podcast. <laughs> yeah, so there's people who are trying to get us uh, sponsorships with the big name companies uh, via Twitter. God bless I them. I bet there's a lot of jocks and nerds on Twitch. You'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, all right. We might have to uh, take it over there. It is is a big platform. You know what? Uh, hey, just you, okay you can watch people eat on Twitch now. Did really? you know they have a social eating uh, uh, channel? There, there's a whole channel of just people eating. Watch people eat, and you can also watch people paint. Uh, they have a creative channel. So oh, yeah, there's, there's so new... oh, it's kind of branching out. Then they do yeah, a little yeah. Bob Ross type of programming. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, we will have to investigate. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us at jockandnerd.com. Finally, before we go, if you guys like what you hear, we just like to tell you how to spread the word. Just tell a friend. Find another gamer who doesn't listen to the show and is into Destiny and share the show with them. Right, Rugs? Yeah, that's what I do when I'm playing Destiny. I go, go to the Jock and Nerd, you fuck. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> and now, next time, you could be like, oh, go listen to this. We got uh, Chris Barrett on. Yeah, I'm going to go. All right, gang, thanks for listening. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. And we'll catch you next time. Great job, Chris. That Good was job, a lot Chris. of fun. Uh, Christopher, what we do cool. now is uh, we just kind of keep recording uh, a little bit, uh, shoot the shit. This goes up as bonus content on the Patreon if it's good. So, listener, uh, we're going to put a pin in it for you here. Go support us on Patreon, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon for bonus content.